Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there, the Gandalf to my Saruman, is... Chris, we're mortal enemies? What? Sure. I've been watching Lord of the Rings a lot, so, you know. The extended versions, oh. too. I'm, I'm eight hours into Lord of the Rings. Ooh. And I haven't finished all three movies. <laughs> I think that I think that deserves a round of applause, folks. <laughs> I've never seen the extended versions. Not that version, they're not great so... movies, I'm just saying. That, I've never a, seen the extended versions, but you know, and I haven't really? watched Lord of the, like the regular movies in forever, at least two or three years, right? And I'm surprised that like I can pick out where the extended lay like, where the added scenes are or the cutout scenes, you whatever can you want to pick look it at. out. See, oh, yeah, was, I'm like that's I, I, I'm like that's not in the original. That's not in the yeah, original. Yeah, I bought them. That is uh, that's not. And rewatched them a, a couple times for sure, all the way through. So and they're on HBO yeah. Max, so. You know, oh, okay. It's been many more, many, it's been more than two or three years since I have done it, but I had done it all the way through before you because I owned them on. I think I eventually got the Blu ray ones too. Anyway, I digress. That's not what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We are, we're here to talk about something fantasy wise, but that's fantasy football, not Lord of the Rings. Yes, so, long uh, fantasy. Start the show over. No, <laughs> nope. I'm not starting over again. Uh, how you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing great, man. It's 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 mm -hmm. holiday season. It's uh, right before New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and uh, we finish up Christmas. I've got fam, uh, my my family home, my wife and my two daughters here because you know no school, no work, and uh, I couldn't be happier because they just got and back you're from Browns. eyeball deep in debt because of Christmas. Yeah, no, we're doing all right. Um, oh, okay, good. So, you did it right then. You didn't yeah, do right. it like some people that are just like, oh, we'll just get them everything, and then you know we'll. Hopefully have it paid off by next year and just repeat the cycle. You know, no, like that, that's, that was that's the, literally that was how some people do it. That was the last two or three years before that. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I joke kind of, <laughs> but no, no. Uh, holidays is the time of year to give thanks to become eyeball deep in debt for what you do have. Uh, and not what, when I say that, I don't mean your material items. I mean, the people that you have in your life, be it friends, be it family, be it both. I've got no one, Chris. No, that's not <laughs> That true. is not true, folks. Um, so, yeah, that that's just kind of where I'm at. I'm trying to be as thankful as I can and, and, and remember this as I get into the new year. And we make new commitments for the fantasy football show. We make new commitments for our personal lives. And we try to have a great year. Are you proposing to me? At. No. No. Oh. I don't swing from that side of the plate. Okay. Maybe in practice, not that but no, not that there's not, anything not, wrong not in the game. <laughs> All right, so it's week seventeen, Chris. It is the finals. Uh, what, what what are you doing for New Year's, real quick? I I have zero plans. Yep, yeah, me that's, too. That's pretty much how it's going to go down. Uh, we might do something around the house with just the kids, but uh, you know, I don't I don't get out much as it is. But uh, you know, me neither. I, I can have a good time at home too, so it's it's cool. Um, I can't. It's not worth the risk as far as COVID drinking and money drinking. and COVID and just money. the whole kit and caboodle, man. I'm not, I'm just, I'll be good here. Unless, unless I, we, 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 of it. I take that back. Maybe, maybe we'll do some, we'll have some neighbors over or vice versa, you know, uh, and do something that way. We've got a new addition cool. on the way across the street, but uh, again, that's neither here nor there. We should probably talk some fantasy. And when what I kind of room are they adding onto their house? I didn't say rumor. I said, what did I say? Another. You said an addition. What? What? What are they? Oh. Adding, what part of their house are they adding onto? Uh, the child part. <laughs> oh, that's not very fun. I thought well, maybe it's a lot like, of fun. It's I thought that maybe they're building like a three seasons room, or you know, 
<laughs> like a sunroom, a sauna, like a sauna, uh, uh, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a game room. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you said addition. I got I got excited for some home improvement. And then you said it was a child. I was like, I don't care about that. Let's move along to some fantasy football talk. It's week 17, Chris. It's the finals. I, um, are you in any finals, Chris? No. No, I'm Loser. not. I'm in one. It is in our Dynasty League. If you were to see you my roster at the beginning of the season. One? That's frustrating. What the heck? Well, we had the we had the, the finals for Friends of Benefits last Ooh, week. that's and I right. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then my team got real injured in the Superflex League um, right in the semis. So, I, yeah, I didn't have a hope Just last you, week. You fielded a lineup. That's all you did. That's yeah. all I could do last week. Could do. Yeah, that's what it was bad. Say, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just that's the way that was the story of my team. That's the way that cookie crumbled. Hey, man, this is a as we discussed off air just a moment ago. It's a very enjoyable league. We have a lot invested in it. Even even though I'm playing the the quote losers bracket, you know, I have a chance to win my my league fee back for the year. But more 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 importantly, like it's been a it's been, we've been having pretty good communication since you've been in the league, and you know, hey, nobody like expected I've, nobody I've expected you to make bit. it this far in your first league. You know, regardless no. of me, no. especially, I was like, no, like two, two parts to that being new at dynasty and, mm-hmm. uh, your roster, we didn't think was actually, it was okay, but you had a couple of huge injuries right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought you were done. We really did. And then I made some sort of, uh, unknowingly made some sort of Faustian deal to make it this far. Like, yep. Yeah, it's it's uncanny. Let's let's get going with the show, man. Um, what's your first matchup? I got uh, one that's going to go pretty quick. We'll just get this out of the way quickly uh, off the top here. Uh, Giants at Bears. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the only worthwhile fantasy option on the Giants, and he hasn't been very good since returning from an ankle injury. He Previously, also hasn't been practicing either. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute, I think. <laughs> Previously, at least his floor was fine, but... The last two weeks versus division opponents uh, has shown us uh, how low his floor actually is. He's averaging three and a half yards per carry on the season and has scored once since returning from injury. Look elsewhere if you can. If you must, I guess he can be a flex option versus Bears defense giving up the eighth most rushing yards on the season and just gave up big big days to uh, Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas. I'm going to give him one and a half stars. Apparently, I don't think he plays this week, dude. How bad is it? I didn't like they're talking about, about shutting him down for the season. I think that's more of a we're we're not playing for anything. We're done, which is uh, mean, he's also in, injured too. To your point, is still uh, you know means you can't use him. Uh, but no, I, I apologize. I, I didn't get much on his on his injury here. I'm looking it up right now. Keep talking, and we'll we'll circle back around. On to the Bears. Uh, David Montgomery losing targets to a receiving back seems to be no longer to be uh, seems to long, no longer be an issue as he's averaging 5.3 targets per game and 20.9 touches since returning from his ankle injury in Week Nine. With that kind of volume versus a bad Giants defense giving up the eighth most rushing yards and the eighth most fantasy points to running backs, I like Montgomery as a top five running back this week. 4.75 stars. Real On quick, to a couple pass catchers. Yes. Uh, finish off the finish off the matchup, and then we'll circle back. On to a couple pass catchers here. Uh, quick note about Allen Robinson. He says he is still quote. I'm sorry. He is quote still trying to feel normal. End quote. After a bout with COVID, uh, he mm-hmm. revealed his he lost ten pounds. Um, I just want to throw that in there to first of all encourage. I need folks to get to some get, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> First of all, to encourage folks to uh, wear masks and get vaccinated. Second Which of all, I to, am and do. Me too. Second of all, to, uh, you know, just to give it a little bit of a long-term lookout here for the off season. Let's see. Hopefully he feels fine. Hopefully he doesn't have long COVID and hopefully he's still a good football player. Yeah. Although he's had a really bad year uh, outside of COVID, I will say. Very forgettable year. Yeah, on to uh, Mooney. Mooney is the only fantasy option here outside of Montgomery uh, and Fields in a super flex, I guess. Uh, however, Fields missed last week due to injury, and if he can't go, I am benching Mooney. If Fields does play, you would still need to be desperate to start Mooney. I'm going to give him one and a half stars. Uh, and that's uh, it for the Giants at Bears, except for we wanted to touch back on Barkley's injury real quick. Uh, I was wrong. It's not, he's not practicing because it sounds like that he's still managing his ankle injury, but he's probably going to play this week. And okay, then good. I, and then uh, so you're right. I was wrong in your in my face. Um, no, I, just, I can't get this to refresh. There it goes. Um, got in a limited. Is session David today, Montgomery like a top? I don't know. Oh, it eight hurts me to say it. Pick next year. Top well, five? there's a trip. There's attrition first because you got to throw in CMC and Derrick Henry for injury reasons. And I don't care what you say about being a doctor or not being a doctor. The injury history is there. So they're going to move at least a couple spots. Maybe not a couple rounds, but a couple spots. So, yeah, I think by attrition, Montgomery starts to creep into the first round. Into first round, I would hope. Top eight back. Did you say I top eight back? Or top I eight said pick? top eight pick. Oof. Little rich off the top of my head on the spot. Is it I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Top twelve, yes. Top eight, no. Wow. Mm, anyways, okay. Hey, what if Pollard is the starting running back for Dallas next year? He won't be. I'm I'm just throwing a literal insane hypothetical out there. Is he a is he a top twelve pick? Is he a first round pick? It would depend on if they move to get some, another person to replace Zeke. What if they don't? They would. So it's still Montgomery over Pollard in that crazy hypothetical. For, oh, I'm, sure. I'm just trying to make a point with Montgomery. I don't think he's top eight yet. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's the end of your thing. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New England Patriots. Um, so let's so let's see if I can get this going here, Chris. What's, with the, the, what's the Dari on this thing? Wale. <laughs> Agungabawale. Um, according to ESPN.com, Daria Agungabawale is sitting atop the Jags depth chart at the moment. After James Robinson went down with an Achilles injury last week, Daria rushed for 17 times for 57 yards and a touchdown. Not all that efficient, but and that was also against the Jets too. This week since the Pats. Mm. And they have a very average run defense. It was better at the beginning of the season, but they seem to have kind of been dealing with some injuries here and there. Um, here's another thing, too, that I think a lot of people are not really factoring in, is that I think that it's not going to be all Daria Gungawale. I think we can see some Makai Sargent, go Hawks, and also maybe a little Reichwell Armstead as well this week. So I'm going to give Daria Gungawale two stars. I really just don't think it's the greatest matchup for him. In a team where you don't really have to worry about Trevor Lawrence and really much of the pass-catching options, no, they're going to no, try and no. take away the run game, I think. So let's move along to Mac Jones. Nope. Uh, Damian Harris. Well did said. you did you know 
What? what? Uh, did you know last week that he ran the ball 18 times for over 100 yards? I didn't write it down exactly, but it was over 100 yards. Three and three touchdowns. That was in a <laughs> loss, too. Dude, against, I had to bet I my eyes. against I, the Patriots, but against, I, it was against the Bills. I had to blink my eyes and be like, did I start him? Because I have him like everywhere else but the Dynasty League. <laughs> uh, I, um, I'm not predicting that he gets three t- touchdowns this week, but I think no. Harris can rack up 100 yards and maybe even a touchdown against the Jags. Have a, her allowing an average stat line of 24 and a half attempts for almost 100 yards and 0.87 touchdowns per game. So I like me some Damian Harris. Going to give him four and a half stars. Nice. It's not a five star because I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to come back and get a few touches, just enough to. I was going to say what? Yeah, I was going to ask about his stats. And Harris yeah. doesn't get any work in the receiving game too, so he has to get it all done on the ground. Because that's uh, Brandon Bolden's job. Is that who it is nowadays? I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. He's the you third guy, yes. Person. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry, I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. Henry had a quiet day last week against the Bills. But in the two weeks since the Pat, or in the two weeks since the Pats by, Henry is averaging seven targets per game. Not bad. Um, I know it's a small sample size, but in a world where tight ends are pretty terrible, you could do worse than Hunter Henry in a mediocre matchup. Those Jags are giving up five receptions per game and a little over 50 yards, too. So, you know, and, and Hunter Henry also gets the seventh most red zone touchdowns of, out of all tight ends and 26th most out of all pass catchers in the league. That's not bad at all right there. That so is that was wide red receivers, targets? tight ends, and running backs. That was red so, zone targets, correct? Yes. So, obviously, they're drawing up plays for him. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So it's not all that bad. So three and three quarter stars for Hunter Henry. That is a better than that feels like a seven and a half. That feels rating. like a seven and a half point floor and a thirteen and a half point ceiling. You know, maybe maybe seventeen. You get catches a couple touchdowns or something like he did against well, yeah, the Colts. Couple, not a lot of yards, couple, but yeah. you know, I'm saying one touchdown is your ceiling there. But uh, that, it, could it could be, be a could couple. Be it could be two. Yeah, two against Colts. I mean, again, I was interested in the uh, points point spread there because that's a lopsided matchup in favor of the yeah what's your next matchup man uh rams at ravens uh let's move on to the quarterback for the rams to start things off stafford flat out let us down in a smash matchup versus the vikings last week i thought he would be (sighs) a top five fantasy quarterback and i was dead wrong not that i was alone um stafford had a 56.8 completion percent under 200 passing yards through three picks and had a fumble for a cherry on top there for you. Apparently, the Vikings heard Josh wanted Mike Zimmer fired and played inspired defensive football. What? But, what? Seriously. No. <laughs> I thought you wanted I Zimmer and uh, uh, what's-his-face fired. I just Carroll. said Pete Carroll. I've never said anything about Mike Zimmer. I think you forgot about a conversation several weeks ago. No. Play along, Josh. No, I'm seriously. I do remember you, us having conversations. I never Zimmer. said fire Mike Zimmer. I said fire Pete Carroll. Well, I'm saying fire Mike Zimmer. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Apparently, the Vikings don't put your fire. Don't me put your Mike Zimmer hate on me. He should be fired. They played inspired defensive football, but seriously, this is an anomaly. And I'm jumping right back on the horse or the the ram. I don't recommend jumping on rams. Just to be clear, anyway, you might get. Uh, we've been beating this drum for like half the season. The Ravens are not good on defense. In fact, they're among Injuries. the league's worst. Injuries have hindered their ability to field an average defense, much less an elite one. They're dead last in passing yards allowed and second to last in fantasy points surrendered to the quarterback position. I'm giving mm-hmm. five stars to Josh's real MVP, Matthew Stafford. No, that's Jonathan Taylor. You can't take it back. Stop nope. putting words in my mouth. 
you were locked into the beginning of the season. On to the running back duo, I guess you could call it. Not much of a duo anymore. More crow for me to eat here. While Sony was great, Henderson was downright awful. I had hoped both backs could produce. Now, with Henderson heading to the IR, Sony is headed to Fantasy Valhalla, thanks to his late career surge. McVay and the Rams offense continues to find value late in the season with veteran running backs with fresh legs. Now, while the Ravens have been atrocious in terms of pass defense, they have managed to give up the least rushing yards in the league. How much of uh, that is a fact that they can easily be passed on? I'm not sure. Still, Sony has an elite level usage and production lately. He's averaging 22 point, I'm sorry, 22 and a fourth carries, 105.75 rushing yards, and 0.5 touchdowns per game over the last four weeks since taking over for the injured Henderson. I am giving Sony four stars. Nice. And of course, Henderson's done. You like how I'm I went s- from uh, fractions to, to decimals? <laughs> in one I'm sentence. sorry. I, I'm picturing you said fresh legs, and I'm picturing someone like on the sidelines of the of like the football game and going, "Legs here, we got a fresh running back. Legs here, get your fresh hot peanuts here. Get your hot <laughs> peanuts and, and your cold beer." Sean McVay's like, "Ooh, I'll take two. I'll take two. <laughs> Give me Sony Michelle and C.J. Anderson, and I will win the gosh darn Super Bowl." Thank you very much. Um, no, we'll see because he didn't win it with C.J. Anderson, but hey, we'll, I digress. On to the pass catchers. Uh, while Stafford was lackluster last week, Cooper Cup was fine, catching 10 of his 13 targets. And again, fine. Baltimore is decimated with COVID and injuries, leaving a bad secondary. No reason Cup shouldn't dominate this week as the probably the wide receiver one. Five stars for Cooper Cup. Um, I put slash ODB and uh, forgive me. I didn't put anything on ODB, but I feel like he's got upside for a touchdown. I don't know what it is with that. Um, Clearly he has clearly he has touchdown upside every week, um, especially in this matchup. There's only one game that he's played in with the Rams that he hasn't scored a touchdown. Well, I'm not saying that that's a smash play for him this week. Kind of sounds like it, and oh, it I'm literally a smash play for him versus the Rams. They're awful on the defense Ravens, right now. Though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Versus the Ravens. Sorry, the R confused me. Um, so the yeah, R-A forgive me. I don't. You. I don't have a ton on ODB, but again, he has been a uh, weekly. We'll call it four and a top quarter 36. stars. He's been. He's. Let me finish. He's been a weekly top 36 player, easily flexible every week with touchdown upside. So yeah, three point two five stars. On to the Ravens. Uh, Lamar was able to get in a limited session on Wednesday, though he was noticeably limping. Tyler Huntley was activated off the COVID list. That news broke this morning, Thursday morning, that is. I wonder if the stellar play of Huntley and the nature of Lamar's injury push Harbaugh and the Ravens to sit Lamar one more week. Mobility is a big part of not only Lamar's game, but the Ravens' playbook also. Let's look at the Rams' defense before I give some mm. speculation as to who starts at quarterback. The Rams have improved on defense over the last several weeks. They are now 11th best in passing yardage surrendered, 6th best in rushing yards surrendered, and tied for 5th with 42 oh, no. sacks. They have also given up only one passing touchdown in the last four games to the likes of Kyler, Russell Wilson, uh, Cousins, Kirk is his first name. Cousins and Trevor Lawrence. If Lamar does go, I'll give him three stars due to my concern over the ankle. I'll give Huntley 3.75 stars if he's the guy that starts and get him just on that cusp of a top 12 quarterback this week. Let me 
let me interject here real quick. I just looked mm-hmm. up Lamar Jackson. He it says here, Lamar Jackson took a step forward on Wednesday as he returned to practice field on a limited basis, but he may have taken a step backwards on Thursday as he was not present at the start of practice today. Oh, great today update, Josh. Thursday. Thank you very much. That's that's good. So that uh, doesn't sound good. You, well, uh, given my analysis here, it, it's good for Huntley owners. I'm sorry, Huntley managers. Um you know, I hope Tyler a lot Huntley of those future, hun- uh, court, court, Ravens quarterback of the future, Tyler Huntley. No, I'm definitely yeah. not going that far. Definitely not going that far. I'm Bold just statement. saying, if Lamar has a bad wheel and they still put him out there, I think he's a three-star guy, not, not a top a 12 car. quarterback. And I think if Huntley, obviously coming off just COVID protocols, he's not sick, he's not injured, 3.75 stars because I think he'll be more mobile than Lamar, which just sounds crazy to say. I get it. But that's where I'm at this week. On to the running back for the Ravens, uh, Devonta Freeman. As mentioned, the Rams are six best in rushing yards allowed. But they have given up five rushing touchdowns over the last four weeks. Mm. But at this point, you shouldn't rely on Freeman. Weeks 11 through 14, he was averaging 19 touches a game. That's great. Since then, he's averaging seven and a half per game. Yikes. Bench bench rating for Devonta Freeman. On to the receivers. Uh, Rashad Bateman was able to score last week and went over 100 yards back in week 14 and had two 80-yard weeks. Those are the only times he has sniffed double-digit fantasy points. Hollywood, despite his target numbers looking great all year, 9.3 per game, has been as volatile as ever. All the Baltimore wide receivers have a much too low floor to rely upon, but if you're desperate, Hollywood might be okay. I'll give him two stars. Against the Rams. On to the guy we really care about here, uh, Mark Andrews. Now for the hottest man in the league. Wait, Hercules, no, Hercules. Not that way, just like he's playing well. Like, not he's hot. Well, it's probably a trick. Anyway. Mark Andrews has been an, an, an absolute... He's not a bad-looking feller. <laughs> Mark Andrews has been an absolute tear the last few weeks. Over the last three weeks, he's averaging 11.3 targets, 125.3 yards, huge for a tight end, and 1.3 touchdowns. I'm sorry, 1.3 touchdowns and 20.5 fantasy points per game with backup quarterbacks. Baltimore yeah, will quarterback have to throw... Proof. Exactly. Baltimore will have to throw no matter who is playing quarterback, and when they throw, they throw to Andrews. The question isn't whether to start Andrews. The question is whether he will be the tight end one again this week. Five stars for Mark Andrews. And that is uh, your Rams (laughs) Ravens. That's your Ramvins. That's your Ramvins. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you keep workshopping that one? Next up, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers (laughs) at the New York Jets. Tom Brady, he gets the eternal zero stars, of course. Why would you want to start a 44-year-old quarterback? It's not like he has six Super Bowl wins or a supermodel wife, umpteen victories against my stupid Colts. Couple of For Super Bowls, though, rings, he probably you know. he probably gets three and a half stars. If you really want to start this loser, it is a plus matchup for a quarterback who has been disgraced into being backdoored into subway commercials. The Jets are allowing the fifth most points to opposing QBs. Why only three and a half stars for Bruce Arians' puppet? You might ask. Well, even uh, without Mike Evans, COVID still on still on the COVID list as of earlier today. Oh, Chris Godwin, okay. ACL. And the former shill, the former shill for Hulu should be able to get uh, get up big quick with Rojo, AP, and Gronk. If they do get a big early, a big if they do get big and early, it can also be one of the uh, on the back of the defense or Ronald Jones. TB twelve, more like T 
too bad, zero. On to Ronald Jones and the first game without Lenny Fournette. Rojo was the lead back, but he averaged just 3.3 yards per attempt for a total of 65 yards and a touchdown. He got a few targets from his dumb QB, but nothing significant. It's a great a matchup for Rojo. So I'll go four stars. This is mainly matchup oh, based, but not, and not, the, not based on the average talent of Ronald Jones. I'm sorry. Did you have something to say? I was surprised when you said targets were so low. I don't have them in front of me, but I thought he had a pretty nice fantasy day. So with the 65 some odd yards, I believe you said rushing. I was surprised. And he only, he only got, and I said a few targets, which means three. Three. Yeah, literally means three. Yeah, okay. And, but you still gave him four. So I was. Uh, uh, and like I said, it is based on the matchup, not his average talent. Right, right, right. Let's move on to Lev Bell here real quick. He got some work in the in, in the game last week. It really wouldn't surprise me if Arians went back to his old ways of holding on bait and switch, you know, having Lev Bell be the feature back and not Ronald Jones. Unless we hear different, though, don't start Lev Bell. I, I say pick him up mm. if you were a Fournette manager or even if you're counting on Rojo just in, ca- just in case COVID runs through the Bucks locker room and Rojo can't go. That's the only reason I picked him up in, in Dynasty because I have Lenny Fournette, who is not going to play this week. But in case Ronald Jones doesn't play, Lev Bell against the Jets, why not? But, I mean, don't. And unless you hear differently, don't start Lev Bell. Don't, 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 yeah, don't, don't jump the don't, gun. Don't do too it. early, too early. Don't. Um, it's yeah. more of a have him on your roster just in case. Antonio Brown, the man, the myth, the guy who apparently doesn't like to pay his chef. I don't know. AB's off the field shenanigans aside, he got 15 targets from Brady last week. He got 10 of them for 101 yards. I'm not sure how he didn't score with that much work, but he didn't. I like AB again this week. Four stars. On to Gronk here. Gronk's been suffering from a bit of the dropsies, I guess. Um, he's been getting targeted a lot and hasn't really been doing a lot with them because he's been jumping the ball. Uh, Gronk has been a, was a big disappointment last week, but the Jets are giving up the ninth most points to tight ends. Uh, Gronk hasn't top nine fantasy points since week 13, though. That is, yeah, that's three weeks of not very good. Um, but I think if you have Gronk, you're going to start him. Even if you're playing for all the marbles this week, I, I'd still start be starting Gronk for three and th- uh, with a three and three quarter matchup. Chris, what's your next matchup here? Uh, also, notice that I am uh, skipping over every single Jet player. Yes, even Michael Carter. He's been kind of bad lately, hasn't he? Uh, he's been okay, but it's the the, the Tampa Bay is a really good run oh, defense. Yep, that's and- a very good point. Yep. Yeah, and other than uh, no, that, just don't do it. Yeah, if you're if you're playing for anything meaningful, are you gonna are you really in a position where you're starting a Jets player? No, you're not. What's your next matchup, man? The next matchup is the gonna mm. find it hottest man in the league. Okay, it's below that. <laughs> Falcons at Bills. Cordero Patterson. Uh, yeah, I didn't type up anything on Matt Ryan. Don't care. I don't know uh, why you wouldn't. Exactly. Uh, the Swiss Army Knife, Cordero Patterson, has put up two bad games in a row now. With awful it's rushing average. Eh, let me finish. With an awful rushing average, with awful rushing averages of 1.6 and 2 yards per, respectively, in these two games. He has been incredibly inefficient. But to make matters worse, his usage, his usage declined before that. I think the success of Gage and Pitts has cut into Patterson's do-it-all role. Weeks 1 through 9, Patterson was averaging 5.88 targets per game. 
Since then, mm-hmm. he's down to 3.17 per game. And in particular, the last two weeks, he's seen an average of two targets per game. That honestly <laughs> makes him more of a running back than a wide receiver. A running back that's been bad two weeks in a row. A running back that's about to face what was arguably the best rushing defense at one point this season. Since then, the Bills really? have given up a bunch of yards and rushing scores. But still, Patterson terrifies me. I'm going to give him a bench rating in the championship game. Yeah, for sure. Russell Gage. Uh, as I said, I think Gage and Pitts have eaten into Patterson's receiving work. Prior to a dud last week, Gage was averaging 9.25 targets, 86.75 passing yard, uh, receiving yards, and 11.2 oh. fantasy points per game. Still, Buffalo is elite versus this pass, despite losing Tredavious White to injury. They are the best in the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns surrendered. Just a mm. desperate 1.5 stars for Russell, aka my name is not uh, Russell. My name is not Justin Gage. <laughs> well, on to that's, Kyle that's Pitts. Called a callback to a, a previous episode. I, I, dude, when I typed it up earlier today, I was like Justin Gage. I was like, God dang it, his name's not Justin. Who is this character in my head? I can't get rid of. <laughs> I think we like established res- that he played for the Tennessee Titans back like, in the day, like fifteen years ago. It's hilarious. Well, like anyway, 10, but still. On to the rookie, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Pitts can't seem to find Mr. the end zone. Mr. Unicorn. But still, he has been putting up great yardage totals and will probably set the rookie tight end yardage record. Which but is? More elite Buffalo defense to, uh, I can't talk. But more elite Buffalo defense talk here for you. They are third best giving up fantasy points to the tight ends. Still, will that type of volume at the poopy tight end position with... I can't type apparently, Josh. Still, I know that. With that. I know. Still, still, with that type of volume at the poopy tight end position, I'm going to give Kyle Pitts four stars. On to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, pretty easy here with Josh Allen. The Falcons give up a ton of points. The third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Josh Allen's is probably still the quarterback one. I'm going to give him five stars this week. On to the apparent, uh, you know, Workhorse running back in Devin Singletary here. The Falcons give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, I honestly thought Zach Moss was on IR there for a whole minute, but seriously, he's he's been a healthy scratch three times in the last five weeks and only had three rushes last week. He is as good as dead to us, not in a bad way, just in a fantasy way. Um, Singletary has averaged 81% snap share over the last three weeks. He's going to get three and a half stars versus this not very good Falcons defense. On to Stefan Diggs. He is what he is at this point in the season. He's a low and wide receiver too with upside almost every single week. He didn't show up last week without Beasley and uh, uh, a Gabe. Uh, what's his last name? Davis. Davis. Uh, just, you know, a little bit more disappointment. But again, don't gloss over the fact that he's still a wide receiver too with upside and a good off- offense. The Falcons give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receiver position, so I'm going to give Diggs a optimistic four stars. On to Dawson Knox. So Bears Knox are... has been ice cold for a couple <laughs> weeks, but I see a get-right matchup here versus the Falcons. They've given up huge days to good tight ends in Gronk and Kittle. I think Knox makes uh, I think uh, Dawson Knox make, makes it double-digit touchdowns on the year. This week, four and a half stars for Dawson Knox and uh, the loss of literacy for Chris, apparently not literacy, just talking. What do I call that? Yeah. Are you having a stroke over there, buddy? 
No, I'm good. Okay. That is the end of the uh, Falcons at Bills because the Falcons didn't take that long. Uh, let's yep, hope we but that break in between really took forever. <laughs> Hour and a half really, later. We went, down a, uh, we went down an urban dictionary rabbit hole there. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, and Chris and I had a weird conversation that no one ever needs to be privy to. <laughs> no one. Uh, I'm going to blame it on the internet problems and just say it was technical difficulties. Cheers. On to your next match. Well, we did. Josh. We literally did have technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. Anyways, technically, we technically had technical, let's, let's technical difficulties. <laughs> Sorry. Technically, there I'll were stop. technical difficulties, but technically speaking, we did go down a technical rabbit hole of difficulty. Anyway, under the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Patrick Mahomes, after hitting a midseason slump, Mahomes has, has over 20 points per game over the last three weeks. And one of those weeks, he has over 30 points, by the way. Um, the Bengals haven't allowed an opposing quarterback to top 300 passing yards since Halloween. And only twice since then has a quarterback top 275 passing yards. Mahomes, or I'm sorry, Kelsey should be back this week as long uh, along with Tyreek Hill too. I don't know. I thought he played last week, but maybe he didn't. I don't remember. There was, I saw some conflicting reports. He had a stat line. I'm very confused on the whole situation. I'll look into it real quick. Go ahead. Um, um, I like Mahomes stay red hot this week, so I'm going to give him four and a quarter stars just in case the Bengals actually, like, st- defense continues to step up and really kind of holds them back, holds them back. Uh, CEH, he is questionable as of writing this yesterday with a shoulder injury. Sorry, I forgot mm-hmm. to look that up. Maybe Chris will be nice enough to um, mm-hmm. check into that for me while I continue this matchup. Um, it is initially feared that CEH broke his collarbone, which he didn't, and Mars shows uh, uh, results showed swelling in his shoulder, but no break. Um, if there's like significant swelling in the shoulder, that means that there's probably some, um, some sort of like ligament damage at least, or at least some, some sort of, you know, bruising or whatever. This is a layer, um, right? Yes, this is CEH. Still a layer. Would you mind if I interject real quick? Uh, yeah, go for a layer it. was not present at practice on Thursday. Yeah. It, it, it sounded, it was sounding pretty doubtful when I wrote this. I actually wrote this on Tuesday. So. Um, okay. let's yeah, move yeah. forward with the assumption that he doesn't play until we hear differently, but let's, it's, I, it's if he's, bad, he's yeah. not practicing on Thursday, not sounding good. Mm-hmm. So let's move forward with Daryl Williams here and the games where CH has not been able to play. Daryl Williams is averaging 15.4 fantasy points. Um, that 15.4 has been a bit of a roller coaster, three good games, two bad ones. This could be one of those bad ones for Williams. The Bengals are, are giving up only 16 and a half points per game to opposing backs. It's 18, it's eighth fewest, eighth fewest. Um, sprinkling a dose of Derek Gore, who has been getting some touches as of late too. So it's not the greatest for Daryl Williams, although I might have to rely on in our dynasty matchup or championship this week. So, but three and a quarter stars for Daryl Williams based on what he has done without CH in the past. And he, and he was getting some okay work with CH in there too. Like he's had some production, not like you must use him sort of production, but he has produced fantasy points even with CH there. Tyreek Hill, I'm going to give him four stars. Not really sure why. I didn't write anything down. I'm assuming it's because he's usually uh, tethered to Patrick Mahomes' production. Sure. Five yeah. stars for Travis Kelth. Five. Wow, you're, you're, you're contagious. I'm having problems I'm talking. Sorry. Over here. I didn't mean to give it to you, sir. Uh, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> uh, five stars. Mark Andrews just ate, just ate the Bengals defense for lunch last week. Mm. Um, and that was with a third string quarterback for the Ravens. So five stars for Travis Kelsey. I like it. Any Love other it. Chiefs receivers for this week? Nah, 
No, thanks. Mm-mm. Let's move along to Joey Bagels. Uh, Mr. Bagels had himself a yeah. game last week. Mm. 38.1 fantasy points. Bit of a problem this week, though. The Chiefs haven't given up more than 250 yards through the air in two months. Two months. About the same as the Bengals. Um, they're only allowing one one and a half t- passing touchdowns per game, too. Joey B is probably going to have to pass keep, keep up with the Chiefs this week. So there's a chance for a bigger day. But I'm going to just go, go three and a half stars here for Joe Burrow. But we like to call him Joey Bagels for... Joey Bagels. I'm not really sure why. I'm pretty sure I wrote that in sounds like one freaking great, in the morning. Josh, very that's tired. All that matters. That's all that matters. What's that? Is it sounds. It sounds great. That's why we do it, and that's all that matters. I have no idea why how I came up with it though. So we'll maybe it was it. you. We'll make it up as sure we go. Me. He loves bagels. Who doesn't that's like a bagel? I love bagels. I What's love your bagels. favorite kind of bagel? Blueberry. Honestly, Everything. I'm a pretty. I'm a pretty big fan of a regular bagel with cream cheese on it. Regular my Phillies, new favorite cream cheese. My new favorite kind of bagel. It used to be everything, and now it's this Asiago cheddar bagel that they have at the local bagel uh, bagelry here. Um, pretty good. Pretty is it really a local good. bakery, or is it that big one that used to be downtown? Oh yeah, you don't live close to downtown, so it's not that. Uh... It's Burgers Bagel. So it's local. It was. It, it started here in Iowa City. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have one downtown and over where you're at. Well, there's one in Corville. Close enough, yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Anyways, Uh, uh, on to Joe Mixon here. The only mm -hmm. other way that the Bengals stand a chance on beating the Chiefs is clock burning. The best way to do that is going to be by running Joe Mixon. Prior to last week's Mm -hmm. uh, point smorgasbord, which I learned how to spell this week, it is um, Swedish, I think? Somewhere in the uh, the Netherlands area. Smorgasbog. Um, Mixon has had a bit of a dry spell. The Chiefs are allowing 17.5 points per game. Mixon is more or less the predominant ball carrier for the Bengals, so I like him to get most of those 17.5 points. I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. Probably maybe more like a four. What do you think about that, Chris? Somewhere in that range? Three and three quarter? Four? I, th- I, think, he's, I think he's locked into every lineup out there. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you're starting yeah. him. But I mean, like but it's more no, of I think he's, I think it's more of an expectation number. It's more of an expectation rating than a start rating. Yeah. What's that? Mixon's been. I think he has a great chance on RB one. I think he might have had a dud in the last couple few weeks, but dude, it's Mixon. He's money this year. Money. He's, he's the like mix, the RB he's the mix, three or four on the season. Thank you. Exactly. He's the Mixon we've been waiting on for four years. For goodness sakes. Yeah, well, uh, having a healthy Joe Burrow there has really helped him. Having and an the, actual... the offensive line has gotten a little bit better this yeah. year, too. Let's move along to the wide receivers for the Bengals, mm-hmm. though. Tiggins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. even. I'm gonna give I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you their ratings and then I'm gonna kind of lump all their analysis in together. Uh, I'm okay. giving Tiggins three and three and three quarter stars, uh Jamar Chase yeah. three and a quarter, like and Tyler Boyd at two stars, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. It's hard to say exactly what to do with these receivers. That's why I kind of rated them where they are. Um, Tiggins gets the best rating because he's been great. I mean, like borderline elite level production from Tiggins. I mean, depending on your scoring system and, and your league and, and everything. Eyeball test. Eyeball test. He looks phenomenal, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, like he is looking better than Jamar Chase was at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, Chase and Boyd, though, they're becoming uh, v- uh, victims of Tiggins' ascension into. Uh, until last week, I gave Chase a borderline starting grade because there's always that touchdown chance with him, you know. 
Um, but at, the Chiefs' wide uh, corners are really, really good. They are surprisingly elite level this year, according to PFF, of course. But like, okay. even like watching okay. them, they're like these guys are pretty good. Um, Boyd's probably going to go up against Mike Hughes, who has like a top, who is a top-notch slot corner this year. Um, boo-hoo for the Vikings by letting by cutting him and then and then Hughes signing with the Chiefs, who has really actually kind of played to his strengths by m- making him play corner slot instead of outside. So that's why Boyd gets the two stars and Jamar Chase. Yeah, you're probably starting him. Don't expect the moon. Tiggins, you know, he's almost matched. I'm sorry, what was Chase's point. what was Chase's rating? Three and a quarter. Two three and one quarter. Okay. Okay. I don't hate it. Not at all. You're starting him, but you're but you shouldn't. Yeah, you almost have to. Top thirty six kind of guy. Like he's he's yeah. in your lineup in most every situation, but Higgins I'm sorry, Tiggins has been I like how I corrected to the incorrect version of his actual name. Higgins, I'm sorry, Tiggins is, uh, again, I know eyeball test doesn't necessarily equate to fantasy points, but he looks like a number one, man. He really does. Makes you wonder if they'd have taken the tackle instead in the draft, but Chase has been amazing also. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I, I mean, this year, this upcoming draft is supposed to be very, you know, um, heavy in the trenches kind of level of talent not a lot of on the line you mean both sides of the ball yeah also i feel like there's some running back here a depth here for for here and there but you know like that's not what the Bengals are necessarily looking for though they're looking i think there was a was it usc or texas or both kid to come out i don't have the names off top of my head we've got a lot of off-season stuff to do but anyway (laughs) what's your next matchup man that was the kansas city chiefs at the cincinnati Bengals. I have got the Dolphins at Titans on to yeah, on. <clears throat> yeah. Got a little bit to go over here with the quarterback and uh, the running backs here on the Dolphins side of the matchup. Uh, with the Miami defense playing Ooh. well, the Dolphins have gone yeah. a bit run heavy in the last two weeks, which has capped to his upside a bit. They are still eighth in the league in passing attempts on the year, but have averaged only 26 and a half attempts and 197 passing yards the last two weeks. But now they get the Titans, a team second best, only allowing 86.7 rushing yards on the season, yet are bottom 10 in both rushing yards allowed and fantasy points given up to quarterbacks. All that is to say I expect the Dolphins to throw more in this one for obvious reasons. Their, you know, Their matchup is easier to throw against. However, Tua's ceiling has been low this whole year and pretty much his whole career up to this point. I'm not starting a quarterback averaging 1.3 touchdowns per game on the season in the playoffs. Uh, Superflex, sure. Top 24 guy, sure. Two and a half stars for Tua. On to the running backs. Well, two weeks removed from a two-touchdown, 17-point fantasy performance. And uh, Miles, that's... uh, Two miles, one gas can, Gaskin apparently stood up to the coach, uh, stood up the coach's daughter. <laughs> no, but seriously, he must have done something wrong, or that's just it. He hasn't done much of anything with his opportunities. He amassed a whole really? three carries while Philip Lindsay and, and the corpse of Duke Johnson both had 13 last week. You can't uh-huh. use any of these guys. I'm benching all of them. Yeah. On to some pass catchers here. Uh, really, only one worth talking about here. 
Jalen Waddle is the lone bright spot for this. T- yeah, Ooh. maybe we can dig that. He should. He should get it, man. He maybe really we can should. dig in that in the in, in in the next show or something. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't there like a quarterback doing well? Not really. Okay. Anyway, uh, Waddle is the lone bright spot for this team, fantasy wise. Uh, over the last four games, he's averaging ten and a half targets and has either reached over ninety yards or scored in each of those four games. He is a must-start and a high-end wide receiver too this week. Four stars for Jalen Waddle. No wor- no worthy of mentioning any other pass catchers there with the Dolphins on to the Titans. Not Gasicki? No, he's hmm. uh, pretty, pretty okay. bad. No, 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 sorry. No, it was worth mentioning. Yeah. Go ahead. Abs- absolute garbage, actually. Um, the Titans. Uh, on to Ryan Tannehill here. Uh, similar story with Tannehill as there was Eesh. with Tua. Just too low of a ceiling to rely on Tannehill here in the playoffs, if not in the championship game. In fact, most of his fantasy viability outcomes have come from his rushing touchdowns. He has seven on the season. That's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's great. Like, tune into that, you know, and, and take advantage of that if you're streaming during the regular season. But but that's just not reliable. And the Dolphins have been playing great defense lately. I'm going to go and bench uh, Ryan Tannehill there. Uh, oh. On to the running back. Uh Devonta, right? Deonta. Deonta. I, yep, I had both of them tonight, to be fair. Deonta Foreman for the Tennessee Titans running Did you want to just like, did you like real quickly, did it's you want to fight me on that road? It's also like, a completely, be it, like, you're wrong. But then I, you No, the I'm ironic right. thing is it's not even the same last name. It's Freeman versus Foreman. It's not even the same, except you could put the consonant in a different spot. Anyway, on to. Devonta Foreman, no Deonta Foreman, <laughs> despite sharing go. time with Deonta, Deonta, Deonta Foreman, despite sharing time with Jeremy McNichols and Hilliard, uh, he is still the back you want due to his guaranteed early back. down work. Coming to last week, he was averaging 18 carries and 12, 18 carries and 12 and a half fantasy points per game. But last week, he only had nine carries for 17 yards. Plus, as mentioned, Miami has been playing great defense as of late. They have averaged 80 total yards given up to the running back position and zero touchdowns. Surely that's over the last few weeks. That doesn't seem right. We're going to go and move what, what, on. Sorry, what did you say? I'm saying they have averaged 80 total yards given up and zero touchdowns per game to running backs, the position. Good. But I don't Miami. think that's the whole season either. But I will guarantee. I don't think so either. And don't call me. I sure will me. guarantee you it's a very large slice of the recent history. Like it's been the last several weeks. It's been good. They've been very good. So don't get it twisted. I am and staying away sure if me. I can, but he is just outside by top 36. This is important to mention. That's flex territory. You know, keeping him somewhat in that conversation at 2.25 stars. But again, outside the top 36. Look elsewhere if you can. And that's, I mean, that's it for the Titans, man. There's not a whole lot else to do there. So, well, I'm yards. sorry. I take that back. I mean, AJ, AJ Brown is AJ back, Brown. Right? So, yeah, yeah, dude. My bad. He had a great week last week. My apologies. <laughs> Phenomenal. I, yeah, but again, it was his first week back in a long time. So, it was a little, I was a little separated from it, to be fair. No, but against a team like the Dolphins, again, playing really good defense on both sides of the ball, rushing and passing. Uh, but he, yeah, he's he got to be more flex-worthy than these other options I've talked about in terms of uh, running backs. 
Uh, so I'm going to give him 3.25 stars. And that's that seems reasonable. Here's what the Dolphins have given up in rushing the last four games they played because they had a bye week in the middle of these four games. Smack dab in the middle. 64, 91, 102, and 83 was against the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets, and the Saints. That's a lot of yards. So, what about touchdowns? That's that's the, the flaw of this spreadsheet here. Oh, my apologies. Um, I'm a victim to this spreadsheet. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not going to lie. It's not the greatest. I just it's the first one that I knew where fair. I could pull it up real quick. So that's 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 not bad. It's not great. It's not bad either. Uh, let's keep moving here. Uh, what's my next matchup, Chris? My next matchup is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. Let's start with the Raiders quarterback here because I at times have I mean you're if you're streaming in your finals then you're a very me esque person um, but you're probably not by this point you've probably settled into a quarterback at this point even season. you're smarter than that come on you you've picked Derek, up a guy uh, at this nope. point yeah you know I keep saying that I'm a, I'm a quarterback streaming guy I really have like the last like three seasons. Season. Oh, I've been three, finding okay. a quarterback like early, either in the draft or very early on in the season, and I've just been kind of sticking with them because I've been real, finding some real diamonds in the rough, you know, like your your Kirk Cousins or your um like people sleep like last year in our keeper league, people were sleeping on Aaron Rodgers. So I had you've been drafting I, a starting quarterback. You've been drafting a top twelve quarterback late, very late. Mm -hmm. Like people are taking backups, and I'm and I'm and I'm okay. now taking my starter. Enough Anyways, let's let's keep let's let's roll with Derek Carr here, real, <laughs> just real quick. For for sake of uh, for sake of time, let's keep moving here. Uh, Derek Carr, he has not been a very good fantasy quarterback since the Raiders week eight bye. He has had two games over thirteen points in that span. He has played some tougher defenses in those eight games, and Indy might be one of those on paper easier defenses, uh, easier teams he plays. But Indy does allow a big play here and there. But the Colts D can be pretty stout at times, um, I, especially in the passing game. I know India is allowing the tenth most points to quarterbacks, but that number has been slipping. At one point earlier in the season, they're allowing the fourth most points to quarterbacks, so they're getting better because of this and the fact that without Wentz, I don't think the Raiders are going to be getting into a shootout this week. So two stars for Mr. Derek Carr. Speaking of two stars, uh, also that for Josh Jacobs and his uh, run defense is rock solid. Also, Lionel Richie should be back uh, playing middle linebacker for them this week. And Josh Jacobs isn't the uh, – sorry. Circle of friends we call Darius Leonard, Lionel Richie. Um, inside inside joke. Chris, you made me know, don't even remember that on draft day like a while back. But uh, <laughs> Darius Leonard should be back this week for the Colts playing their, playing their, their defensive field general there. Uh, Jacobs isn't the kind of running back to overcome a bad matchup, so only two stars for Josh Jacobs this week. On to Hunter Renfro. I'm going to give him three stars, and this is why. 65.5% of his snaps this season have been from the slot position. That's where the Colts' slot corner, Kenny Moore, lives. Since becoming a slot corner, Kenny Moore has been a bit of a badass. He, is, he, he was openly position, uh, petitioning the NFL to make slot corner an official position in the Pro Bowl so that he could be listed as a starter for the Pro Bowl this year. That didn't really work out for him, but, you know, he still tried. I think if you're going to have that conversation, you have to also have a tight end slash slot receiver conversation. But uh, yeah, guess. Renfro has has had a downturn in targets the last couple of weeks. That could continue mm -hmm. here. 
Is anyone really starting in? I mean, if you're in your league championship and outside of like a, a real big league, are you really starting Hunter Renfro? I'd try and find another option if I can, but it's I'm probably still less, three stars. It's probably less than borderline. Three stars it, is pretty slightly aggressive. Yeah. Slightly aggressive. It Ever is. Ever so slightly. I went, went a little bold on that one. Um, the readers are optimistic. Uh, Waller will practice Wednesday. Um, I have checked back before recording, which I did, and Waller is on the COVID list now. So yeah. let's move along to Foster Moreau. <laughs> I have it written down here. If Waller can't go, which it sounds like he's not going to, Foster Moreau is going to get three and a half star rating. He hasn't been a smash plug and play uh, player that I was really hoping after Darren Waller went down for injury. But the last couple of weeks, even though Moreau hasn't scored, he's racked up 10 and 8.7 fantasy points. That makes him slightly better than touchdown dependent against the Colts D that is giving up the fourth most points to tight ends. So I think you can start Foster Moreau this week. I mean, would I start him over a, um, what's the guy that I was thinking of? Gronk? Probably not. I'm still going to start Gronk. Yeah, for but, sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, let me keep going in the matchup and then I'll kind of give you some more names here because we're going to talk about some Colts tight ends here in June. Second, Ew. Carson Wentz, he's got COVID. Why? I forgot to look if. <laughs> Just listen. Sorry. All right. Okay, you're right. I should. I should. I will. Carson Wentz has COVID. That means that Sam Ellinger, their rookie quarterback out of Texas, I believe, Chris, right? Texas quarterback? Correct. Um, Not the strongest arm feller in the world, but he's got some legs. So he'll be, he'll, you, there might be some design runs for him in this in this game. Um, he, like I said, Carson Wentz has COVID, so it's probably going to be Sam Ellinger. Um, Jonathan Taylor, five stars. It's probably, I don't know. Last week, the Colts went into their matchup against the Cardinals down three starting offensive linemen. That was their center and their two guards. And they were on their, their right tackle was also out for some reason. Then Eric Fisher got hurt in the first half of the yeah, game. and right. JT. Yeah. Yeah, and JT still managed to rack up over 100 yards against Arizona's sixth best defense as far as fantasy points given up. I'm, I'm, I'm giving that man my MVP vote, period. The that team has Raiders no are business on the being other, in the playoffs without The him. Raiders are on the other end of the rushing uh, defense spectrum. They're giving up the seventh most points per game to opposing running backs. I'm going to give Jonathan Taylor four and a quarter stars here. I said five stars. I changed it mid writing this. Um, this is only because the Colts might be without Carson Wentz. There's still, apparently, the that's NFL has adopted the five-day guideline that the CDC has has put in effect this week. So there's a real outside chance that Carson Wentz starts in this game. Probably not, though. So four and a quarter stars. I mean, I'm in a real catch-22 here, Chris. I want to see the Colts win. They they lock, they lock up a, a playoff spot if they get a win here over the Raiders this week. But I also need the Raiders defense to really hone in on Jonathan Taylor and hold him to absolutely as few points as possible to win the dynasty championship. In your only championship game. Dude, if you win the championship in your rookie season, just... I've told you, Faustian, some sort of unknowingly Faustian deal that I made, and my soul will belong to some sort of evil wizard or something. Um, Let's go to Michael Pittman here. Two stars, no Wentz, no thank you, but you might have to start him if you have him on your team, especially in bigger leagues. Jack Doyle slash uh, Mo Alley Cox, or Mac, as I like to call him. Wait, I'm sorry, Um, is Wentz playing or not? It sounds like he's not going to. Because of COVID protocol. Yes. 
Um, Does he actually have COVID? I just I think he's he's a fringe quarterback. That's important. I'm sorry. That's what I'm. That's what that's what that's what I'm wondering. Is that like how many of these? And I actually have this in a different matchup. Is that how many of these players that are on the COVID list are just testing positive? They usually, They're either asymptomatic they say it literally or is it false. In, it, in the in the fantasy blurb, they usually say it literally what it is. They either say they're in the protocol or they are positive or negative. Or I'm sorry, positive. I guess would be the only res. I don't know, man. I don't know. But if you're unvaccinated and 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 you're in the Which protocal, Wentz is for some reason. Yeah, I don't even want to go down this path tonight. Let, yes, please. Short not. on Let's time. Not. All I'm saying is that because he's unvaccinated, it's an unreasonable amount of time depending it's, on it's, how you it's look a, at it's it. a it's an extra wrinkle in him playing this week which i don't think he's going to but if he That's does what i was getting at if thank you when we're somehow able to play this week jack doyle mo alley cox take your pick mac has one more red zone target than jack doyle they both have three touchdowns within the red zone why am I getting a spam call right now? Both of these guys are have about the same snap percentage too. Give me Jack Doyle, who has three and a half more fantasy points on the season than Mo Ali Cox. Three stars to both of them if Wentz were to play. If he were to play, both of them. Wow. Okay. For for reals, man. Like like yeah, it's like in. Got it. the Raiders Got it. are giving up like the second most points to tight ends. And normally, I don't care that much about tight end defenses all that much, but. When, I like Doyle when a little bit when better for red zone reasons. Like, yeah, they're getting a lot of red zone targets. Even though like Cox is a giant human being. Yep. I believe uh, another podcast hey, maybe, calls him Gigantor, which I do not. But not that Doyle is a is a slouch of a run blocker. I think that might have a lot to do with Taylor's success. Good tight end on the perimeter. Helps a lot. Where are we at? I'm looking at this this uh, transcription of, of this spam call. Um, <laughs> that's the end of that matchup, though. Like, if if Wentz were to play, and you need a tight end, I would say Jack Doyle. But if you Mo Ali Cox is available, and you have some schmo at tight end that you really unhappy with, think about Mo Ali Cox or Jack Doyle for for reals. Like, I'm very serious about this. They could each, they either one of them could get a touchdown this week, and maybe both, if Sam Darnold were to play or uh, Carson Wentz. Sorry, I don't know why I said Sam Darnold there. What's your next matchup, Chris? Let's keep it rolling, 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 rolling. Gonna keep this show Eagles on rolling. At the Washington Football Team, Ew. on to Jalen Hurts. Uh, Washington. Just I'm sorry, the four. what? I said Washington Football Team. I thought you said the Bills, and then you said Hurts, and it's really the Eagles, and I misheard nope. you. I'm sorry. Eagles at the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, bad. Sorry. Washington just got torched by Dak and the Cowboys. Uh, Jalen Hurts figure. just lit up the Washington football team for 296 passing yards and three total touchdowns and 28.6 fantasy points a couple weeks ago when he played this very same team. He's the top 12 play for me this week. Four stars for Jalen Hurts. Chris, your top he, 12 play for me this week. Well, thanks, buddy. If you haven't heard, Miles Sanders is out week 17 with a hand injury, but they have not put him on IR yet. I have no idea why. I guess they think they'll make the playoffs. I, I don't know. Um, Do they have a chance? Let's see. Keep going. Mathematically, I have no idea, honestly, off the top of my head. I will say this much about the other options at running back. They should probably be considered against Washington. 
really. They are in shambles as a organization and as a run defense. Really? And really, I don't. I mean, I say shambles. It's not like they're giving up yards out the. I think end. they're. I'm I just, think they're decimated with injuries this year, man. I was gonna say. I think they've had a lot of injuries. COVID has touched a few teams, if not decimated a few others. Not necessarily Washington. I'm just saying. Um, Jordan Howard's had to be has to be considered for red zone uh, looks, but he's not a very good running back, and he hasn't produced a whole lot lately. If you're absolutely desperate at your you know top thirty six at your flex spot, maybe maybe may, in a deeper league like a twelve or fourteen team league, he's in your fourth. Like a lot of leagues have fourth spot, maybe maybe that. Um, I would mm. lean towards Boston Scott for the receiving aspect. Um, but I am going to still put him just out. There's another the top guy in the mix too. Really? Well, you're going to yeah. surprise me with that. I'll be honest, but uh, I'm going to give Boston Scott the nod, uh, but still keep him outside of a flex conversation and more like a outside of the top 36 guy with 2.25 stars for Boston Scott because of the receiving work. I have <laughs> nothing on. I have nothing on any of the receivers to be very honest. What about with you, Dallas Godair? I was going to say, uh, outside of the receivers, we're going to talk a little bit of tight end talk here. Not a good week last week for Mr. Uh, Godair, uh, oh, Goddard, yeah. as we like to call him. Uh, and even before that, it was a little spotty. But, you know, mm-hmm. since his blow-up week in week 13 versus the Jets, uh, where he caught two touchdowns, that's a little bit unreliable. There's the no doubt about it. was like, it. don't play Dallas Goddard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so Josh had everything to do with that. No, I'm just kidding. And then he had a uh, bye week in week 14. Job, fast forward to week 15, where he had a fine, fine week. A top 12 week, I assume, with nine targets, seven catches, 135 yards, no touchdowns, 13 and a half fantasy points. And then just a absolute dud against the Giants. I don't know how to chalk that up other than, you know, an awful division rival thing. But the fact that he played Washington well two weeks ago with 13 and a half fantasy points and how bad Washington mm-hmm. just played against Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys, I'm going to get Goddard in the top 12 tight ends with four stars. On to the Washington football team and Mr. Antonio Gibson. I have nothing to say about the quarterbacks. I don't need to apologize for that whatsoever. Gibson, Sorry, I mean, are you, it, you're saying that you don't have a thing, a lick of word to say about Tatum Hanneken? You mean, you mean, you mean Trevor Harris? I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. I've tried to play along I mean, and it I didn't work. I don't know work. who Trevor Harris is. Yeah. Okay. Neither do I. Let's so find I'm out. Lo- I'm looking at an interesting sandwich here for Antonio Gibson, and I don't mean ham and cheese. I mean the fact uh, that Chris? Yes. I don't think that Trevor Harris plays in the National Football League. I think he was a professional Canadian football quarterback. He's currently a free agent, so maybe he does play for the Washington football team. Well, his name definitely isn't Taylor Heineken. Heineke. I just tried to say it right, and I said it it right, and I said it wrong. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So there's actually been a couple of what I would call good weeks in a row for Gibson here. But I can't help but look at his rushing statistics versus Dallas in a neck, the epitome of a negative game script in a 56 to 14 loss with six rushes. However, he gets four targets and catches a touchdown, so saves his fantasy day with 11.8 fantasy points. The week before, another division rival, another loss, 
but he gets 15 carries for an awful average. I just, I think he got healthy for a minute and he's hurt all over again. And there's no outside threat with McLaren because there's no quarterback to play for Washington. So I think it's really hard to rely on a lot of these pieces. I don't even know I who mean, you're talking about anymore. Sorry, I was looking at Trevor Harris. Gibson. I'm talking about Antonio Gibson. I'm going to give. Oh Gibson, yeah, I'm, you're starting. I mean, you might be starting him because you have to. But other than that, because you have I to. Would, thank you. I took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Because if you have, if you can look elsewhere, please do. Um, Two and a half stars just, is what I would was what I would give him. That's how me. Much? That's me. How much? Two and a Four? half. I'm going to go three. Okay. Um, I'm not going to argue. I take that. I take that back. Actually, I'm going to go back a quarter of a star. I know that sounds insignificant to maybe some listeners or viewers at home, but a lot of my research this week was very splitting hairs in terms of what's important in a championship matchup. And I think you for should sure. look elsewhere for Gibson, but I, I feel a little bit better because they don't have a whole lot else to go to. But if they can hone look, in look. and stop Gibson, it's not going to be pretty. And as far as McLaren goes. You know, quite honestly, I've got nothing because the quarterback has been so awful, and so is McLaren lately. It's been really yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, with Antonio Gibson, you maybe at at worst spend a third round pick on him, maybe a second, hopefully not a first. But like that was three and a half months ago. Like it's it's time to, it's definitely time to uh, forget uh, forget and move on that you spent the high draft pick on Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he's been good at times. I I mean. Championship? Right. You're gonna rely so again, on Antonio it was Gibson? Two and a half from you, and two and two point seven five from me. Was that correct? Yeah, we're yeah. we're in the same neighborhood, though. I yeah. Mean, so, um, and then McLaren, real quick. I mean, he hasn't well, scored a touchdown since week eleven. So therefore, yep. he hasn't he hasn't even dude. Not, I'm not even gonna talk double digit fantasy points. He, he's barely sniffed five fantasy points in the last five weeks. So, it's I'm gonna bad. Give him, I'm gonna give him bench rating because of his quarterback situation. I completely agree. And that's the end of the Washington football team <laughs> in more okay. ways than one. I believe I am on to the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. It still looks like Clippers. Um, I have it, I have it abbre- abbreviated. Yeah, I have it abbreviated I, every time. Anyways, uh, let's start with Javante Williams. Four stars for Javante Williams. Not Devante. Javante. Um, good luck predicting which one of these guys are going to go are going to go off. One of them is going to maybe both. But I'm going to predict it's Javante because he has more explosive. He's like... Number one in the league with the most like forced missed tackles or something like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't know how he doesn't get more playing time than Melvin Gordon. Maybe the maybe he has something to come with the front office. They're like, we're paying this guy. You're going to play you know, him. That's I, I know Chubb hasn't performed well in like two weeks, but I, I just I consider Javante a poor man's Chubb right now because of situation. I think he's better because like, he can catch the, he well, catches the ball better. But I mean, well, I think whatever. they're both bigger guys and are very good at broken tackles. Yep. Anyways, um, good luck. For, like I yes, said, good luck. For, if it weren't for the Jets stinking it up against the run, it would be the Chargers who are giving it the second most points to running backs. And that's why I'm saying maybe both of these guys can actually do it with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I think you're, you're starting both of them. I have a four star on Williams and a three okay. and a half on Melvin Gordon. Nice. If it nice. wasn't such a 50 50 split with these guys, I mean, if you wanted to give Melvin Gordon a four star as well, I'm not going to argue with you or if anyone were to, I'm really not going to, because it's such a good matchup. The problem is, is the only problem with this is that it's probably going to be Drew Locke. Sorry. I was like, it's a four, it's two four letter names. That's not Noah Fant. It's Drew Locke. Um, 
at quarterback again this week. So maybe that's a little bit better for the pass catchers in this in this uh, game for the for the Broncos. You know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, but these guys are like unusable right now. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. But let's go move on to Noah Fant here. This is bold. It's bold, Chris. Four stars for Noah Fant. Ooh. I know Noah. Fant. I know That's he's been starting bad. tight I know, end. Trust me. By the way, go Hawks. Um, <laughs> I know he is has has been very bad, and he was bad in the Week Twelve matchup. This must when be a Drew Locke went, went up against each other. But can he really be that bad twice in one season against um, against a bad tight end defense like the like the Chargers? I don't think so. I'm going four stars here. I know it's bold. I'm starting him in a league. I know it's not for the championship. I'm still starting him because I think that he can be productive. Let's move along to Herbie. Last week, Herbie did not play his best football. Or, I'm sorry. Herbie did not play his best football in Week 12 against the Broncos. He didn't play his best football last week either. But he hasn't he played his best football this season. Sounds like he did better in his rookie year. What? As he hasn't played his best football this season. It seems like he did better his rookie year. Are you serious? Because he is the number two quarterback on the year. Oh, wow. I said seems. Behind Josh Allen. I said seems. I know what I say before I say it. I didn't say I knew it to be true. Really? God bless it. So in week 12, even though he didn't have a very good game against the Broncos, he still managed to put up 20 points. That's been the story of Herbie this season, man. It is like he'll have a bad game. Like yeah, it'll like you'll see highlights at, I guess. Him throwing interceptions or turning the ball over or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's he's still he has um what is it? I think it's four games under I was just gonna say I pulled four, it up and he I'm sorry, five if, games under twenty points, but he has he has a thirty point game. He has a thirty one point six game, he's a thirty five point game. He's been the if it weren't balling, for this last man. week, if it weren't for last week being in an eighteen point nine fantasy out uh, a point performance, he would have had six over twenty fantasy point performances. Okay, my bad. He's been really hot lately. Got it. Yeah. So I'm didn't even give Herbie a, a rating here. My bad. I'm sorry. We'll make one up on the fly, and I mean, we'll it call is it Denver. It is Denver, so I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. I I said four stars here. I didn't. I just didn't highlight it like I normally. There it do. is. No, okay. Cool. I nope. That that was that was no fan. I'm still going to give him four stars because that's initially what I was going to say. Um, Austin Eckler, four stars by land, sea, or air. Austin Eckler will get you there. In the previous meeting of these teams, Eckler couldn't get anything going on the ground, but Herbie targeted him eight times for six receptions, sixty-eight yards, and a touchdown. And the last time these two teams met, I think after missing last week, uh, Eckler is going coming back 100% healthy. Remember, he didn't have an ankle injury or something like that uh, before testing positive for COVID last week. So I think that week right. off really helped his, um, even Best though it was COVID-related, really helped his physical body, like, you know, his physical ailments um, really help out. And I want to see Austin Eckler get there, get it done by C. I don't know how Assuming he's Assuming he do gets that, over the illness, his legs and his muscles will be fine. If yep. not reinvigorated. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's still the only uh, Chargers pass catcher. I'm going to, I think you can really rely on here going in a championship week, but against the Broncos. Well, he managed seven receptions, 85 yards last time they, they played. So I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars. You're starting the target monster regardless. When I wrote that, I had like the cookie monster. He's like, mm, 
tedious for targets, which is good enough for Keenan, you know, like that sort of thing in my head. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> but I'm an idiot. He says, folks. <laughs> Sorry, I write these things that. down, and I have a. I like, don't always have like no, the best. Um, we're we're, um, all, we're all on the same page here, you know. Sometimes you're an idiot too. I see. No, I didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> well, you said we what were all on the same page. So I was like, I'm like, you're an idiot too. No, is that, oh. is, that is that it? Is that all you got? Yeah, something. That's all this idiot has. I thought I had something to come back and mention real quick about. Did I end up taking my? Little web page elsewhere for no unforeseen reason. Well, it definitely wasn't McLaren. Okay, yeah, I got nothing. I'm taking my web page and I'm going home. Next matchup Texans at 49ers. I'm trying to be quick. We're running short on time here. All we have to talk about with the Texans is Brandon Cooks. Cooks missed last week thanks to COVID protocols, but mm -hmm. in the two weeks prior to that, had averaged seven and a half receptions, 101.5 yards, and one touchdown per. He is trending Cook Cook, in... thousand yards for Brandon Cooks every single season. Yeah, right. He is trending in as of now, so keep an eye out and tune in Sunday morning for the Amazing Fantasy kickoff show at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, he has a great and... spot start flex here. The Niners give up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers and are fresh off giving up 26 and 19 points respectively to AJ Brown and Russell freaking gauge. I'm going to give three and a half stars to Brandon cooks to get him solidly in your top 36 in your lineup there. Niners. Uh, that's it for the Texans. I no apologies there again <laughs> onto the Niners, Jimmy G. Uh, he's dealing with thumb injury. It's not looking good at this point. He did not practice Thursday. I am not relying on Trey Lance in the playoffs. Bench Lance, no. and we'll see if Jimmy G can go. If he does, again, outside chance. Given the matchup and his play lately, which has been pretty good, Garoppolo is actually a QB1 for me this week at 3.75 stars. That's like riding that bull line, 12, 13, 14, like right there, QB1. But again, I don't Elijah think... He, Give me some good news. Uh, but again, I don't think he's going to go. Similar story with Elijah Mitchell here. More injury. Mitchell, injury, uh, I can't talk. Mitchell has missed the last two games with an injury and as of now is trending in. My apologies. Apparently I amended those notes. <laughs> he is trending in. If he can get at least another limited in session in today, Thursday, Josh, if you have a second look up, if you I'm can see trying. anything. I'm trying. If he does play, you start him versus the awful Texans. He's 4.5 oh, yeah. stars. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a smash play. Again, RB1 right there for you. Joshua data shortly on his practice participation on to Debo. Debo was actually seeing horrible target volume for quite a few weeks, but no one really noticed because his efficiency on the ground completely made up for it. Some experts mm -hmm. were concerned he couldn't keep it up. Well, that's out the window now because <laughs> he's seen 16 targets in the last two weeks, which of course is you know on the passing side of things. While continuing his great yards per carry average and his efficiency on the ground and scoring once on the ground during this last couple of weeks. It's just ridiculous. This kid is good. It's and what course, everyone thought that he was going to be last year. And then he was injured. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, you're starting him with confidence versus the Texans. Five stars for Debo Samuel. Uh, reminder, folks, that's like a top three rating there at his position. Five stars. Mm -hmm. 
on to Kittle. No. After dominating wanted, for a couple weeks, be. Kittle put up an absolute stinker last week, hurting many fantasy managers in the playoffs, me included. Oh but, my God, you're only but, saying it because of you uh, and I beat you. Would you, just, would you just let me finish? But no. all is forgiven. You played George Kittle versus the Texans in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. But if you want a little peace of mind, the Texans have given up three top 12 tight end finishes in a row. And they give up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends on the season. 4.25 stars for George Kittle. And that, sir, is the Texans at Niners. What about Brandon Ayuk? I got nothing on him. Okay. I'm not going to around the bush. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to push you on it. Okay, let's I would have let you. The... I would have let you. I don't care. I don't, don't think it's very. No, let's, no, let's move along to the Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. I weirdly have a long thing Ooh. coming up here. Ooh. Really? Uh, okay. DeAndre well, Swift. He practiced in full on Wednesday. Sorry, I didn't uh, I didn't look up today's. It's also hard getting uh, the same day practice thing. Like before, man, it's just rough. Like it, apparently they want to do it. Be like tomorrow. Be like, oh, and yesterday he practiced in full. I'm like, why can't you just like they start practice at nine a.m. Like, why can't I just find out at like seven o'clock at night? No, right. I can't. It's like I mean, sorry, I wrote a sorry, lot of these it's, it's today, and I didn't have updates on at least a couple of them. Yeah, I know. I'm I like, know. Anyways, let's just go on yesterday. Um, he practiced. I'm sorry. What player was on it Wednesday? Against I'm sorry. This is DeAndre again? Swift. This okay, is his first full practice since his injury on Thanksgiving, according to head coach Dan Campbell. We'll shut him down after Green Bay. That's next week, folks. Uh, Seattle is giving mm-hmm. up 22.5 points per game to running backs, which is first. Uh, prior to his Turkey Day game injury, Swift it was getting the lion's share eh? Eh? Of, of the snaps. Eh? See what I did there? Yes, um, nice. He, he was in on just 50% of those team snaps, but that's but like uh, Jamal Williams was on, on like 33% or whatever. So And golf hasn't practiced yet, but Tim Boyle didn't. Okay job, I guess, filling in for Goff last week. You're not starting Tim Boyle or Goff for that matter. But, you know, he might be okay this week if Goff this way. It sounds like he's not going to. It sounds like it's going to be Tim Boyle again. On Monroe St. Brown. Last week, St. Brown, with the backup quarterback, uh, scored 21.5 points. He was hyper-targeted. That was also against the Falcons. Chris, do you remember when the Lions had Rashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams and Whoever else they're masquerading as a wide receiving core. I think I think Josh Reynolds was in there at one point. I gotta admit, I kind of want the Lions to keep Dan Campbell around. And it sounds like they're going to. I, I got a real positive vibe from him. It's a real like um rough neck sort of uh vibe that you get from um like t- uh, like tough as nails vibe that you get from Dan Campbell. And it sounds like all they need to do is find a a, a starting quarterback. And maybe get their defense shored up a little bit. This Lions team team could be okay. Like their defense hasn't been the worst in the in the league this year. Anyways, um, to a Lions team that that needs a, a spark at the head coaching position, Dan Campbell's really done that. Um, he brings a lot of um, courage, eh? courage Lions uh, to the team. Uh, let's let's circle back around to him. I'm going to interrupt real quick. I made it a point not to pull out my Valhalla Vikings joke, sir. I just tried to let the punchline roll right over everybody's head, but it was a darn good joke. Continue. 
I don't know what you're talking about, but that okay. Um, I just so did the opposite of what I said I didn't do, by the way. And versus the, <laughs> versus the Seattle secondary. Despite being six foot one, St. Brown is a slot guy. He's run something like 80% of his routes from the slot position. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is also PFF's 33rd uh, best uh, wide receiver. That's not nothing. He's currently ranked above other wide receivers, such as Amari Cooper, uh, Dar- Darnell Mooney, Cortland Sutton, Julio uh. Jones, Marquise Brown, Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk, and Laquan Treadwell. He'll be going up against probably Seattle's best corner, and PFF has a ranked it as a good matchup. So I'm going to give him three and three quarter stars in this very lengthy write up on Amon Ross St. Brown. I think moving forward, as far as that would be big next picture. season and going, yeah, 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 big picture, big big picture, it's looking good. It's looking good. He's he's a, he's a guy that you're going to want on your roster, regardless hey, of quarter. Golf is not a bad downfield thrower. Never. In fact, he's kind of always excelled at that. It's just. Surrounding situation. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Uh, do you remember the last? Do you remember last season when uh, Cooper Cup was blamed for this downfield pass that uh, yeah. that uh, would have won a game that that um, Jared Goff threw to him. I think that Goff uh, threw uh, like threw him off target because Cooper Cup was looking all over the place for that ball. And I, but, Cup got but the blame still, for that pass, and it was definitely Jared Goff's fault. Fair, fair, but still, I just think big picture, Goff has always had a decent downfield arm. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback since sliced bread, or he's even a. Just he's just he's a bad fantasy. He's he's, he's a, quarterback a quarterback that needs to be in a very good situation, and the Lions are not he, a very good situation. The optimum situation. Yes, really. he like needs Rams, a good offensive like line. He needs ago, pass yeah. catchers. Like he needs an, he needs a wide receiver that's going to help him, not the other way around. That sort of thing. He's an okay quarterback, not a great one. Let's this? move along to Jamal Williams. You're probably not yep. starting him this week, so let's keep moving. Craig Ferguson, Craig, is it Craig Reynolds? Uh, uh, Craig, Craig Daniels? No, no, I got it. It's Daniel no Craig. Sniff. Daniel Craig is going to, no, that's James Bond. Um, Jack John Daniels? Sniff. I don't know what the guy's name is. It's a guy you picked up, maybe you picked him up off the waiver wire. It sounds like Swift's back. You're not starting whoever Craig Ferguson, facsimile, whatever, running back for the Lions. Let's move along to Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Busty Rusty. I'm sure some people dropped Russell Wilson um, a while back, but four out of five, his five last games have been more than 16 points. Not the Russ of yore, but, you know, it's, it's not unusable, um, especially in the two-quarterback league. The Lions are allowing only 16.9 fantasy points per game to, to quarterbacks. And that's without their top corners. Remember, like they had nice. Jeff Akuda and some other uh, guy at corner that both got injured. So they're doing okay against the pass. At least opposing quarterbacks, but that's probably because they get up, people get up big and, you know, they don't have to pass the ball in the Lions. Um, the Lions have struggled against better teams in the league, but but held close games against some worse teams. And then they also have the un- unexpected victory two weeks ago over the Willful Cardinals. I'm going to hesitantly give Busty Rusty three and three quarter stars. I think that's a safe rating. Uh, Russ could easily don an apron and get, start cooking again. But he can also just kick back on the couch and order some takeout too. So it's a very safe Three and three quarter stars for Busty Rusty here. And I'm calling him that because 
he was drafted as what in like the sixth round, the sixth overall quarterback taken, and he is currently the quarterback twenty-two on the season. Not good. Let's move along to Rashad Penny, who I'm going to give four and a quarter stars to. In the last three weeks, Penny has faced the Texans, scoring 26.3 points. The Rams, 5.4 points. No surprise there. The Rams are good against the run. And the Bears, where he scored 19.5 points. The Lions happen to be giving up 22.9 points per game, which is the third most to running backs. So outside of injury, I'm not really sure how Rashad Penny doesn't sneak into the uh, RB1 territory this week. Sound pretty good? Thanks. Sounds good. Um, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I'm giving three and a half stars to Metcalf. It's such a great thing matchup for all Seattle players. Everything Seattle. But and Metcalf is just he, he has been very unreliable <laughs> as of late. Uh, even in gravy matchups, I haven't had the privilege to go back and privilege of time in this case to go back and see exactly what's going on here. I know Matt Caff has had a bit of a foot injury, which has kind of, which has probably dampened his play, but that seems to be no longer bothering him. I guess the long and short of it is after being burned by Matt Caff by by Matt Caff for so long, do you really trust him in a meaningful week, which is you know championship week? I'm going to say three and a half stars for him in a bit of a flex, capa- flex capacity. Flex. Sorry. I meant to say flex. Um, Tyler Lockett, though, I'm going to give him four and a quarter stars. Perhaps I'm a little biased. Lockett's on my dynasty roster. Championship. Um, but I'd rather go Lockett in this one. While he hasn't been very useful since the Seahawks buy, he has been more productive than Metcalf. Four and a quarter stars for Lockett. Four stars for Gerald Everett. In a year of the tight end dust bowl, as I'm now calling it, I, I'll take the 8.3 points per game that Everett has been producing since Seattle's bye. It's not great, but he has been the most consistent pass catcher producer of fantasy points for the Seattle Seahawks. And, and, and some of that is without touchdowns, too. So he has been not touchdown independent. He's just putting up some okay tight end fantasy numbers. It's only 8.3 points. I get it. But that's probably getting you in the tight end one territory every week in, in the, the year of the tight end Dust Bowl. Right, Chris? Like, it's... It's, it's bleak. It's very bleak, sir. It's bleak. And, and you know what? I might start him this week in, you know, the Dynasty Championship. Probably not. But uh, I deeper league. Deeper league. But, yeah. Hey, can I interject real quick about Swift? I actually spent a bit of your matchups. Like you said, you, you couldn't find You listening any... to me, Chris. Well, oh no, get God. this. You... No, I did. I interjected a couple times and commented. All I'm saying is I did spend a bit of that time trying to look up Swift's status. And ironically, I had, trouble to, I had trouble too finding uh, practice status from Thursday. And then when I do, I, I assume it's a typo. Let me read. Uh, Detroit... Received very good news in the form of running back DeAndre Swift, who was a full participant during Friday's practice. What? I'm pretty sure it's not Friday yet, so I'm going to go with that's Thursday practice. The only other thing I could find, sir, was a uh, Twitter video press conference of his from today that I couldn't listen to because I just can't. I can't bring up the audio and try to listen to you and just 
it's bad news. Trying to do that while I'm recording. You're trying to watch so a I think basketball it's game. Play. You're trying to listen to me. You're, you can't I got a it. football you, game. You, you, you got the big yeah. monitor going on over there. I mean, yeah, it's just. Try to eat some pizza rolls. You're, you're, you know, it gets complicated, sir. Trying to eat some pizza rolls. You're, 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 play, you're, you're playing. So, you're playing so some the rocket feeling... league over on monitor number four. I mean, like, you got a lot of, you got a lot of irons and a lot of fires here, you know? So, so, so it looks like Swift will go. Is, is as you said towards the end of your I think that Friday was supposed to be Wednesday because I remember reading something of a surprise full practice on Wednesday but it might have been again on Thursday too I don't know man whatever it sounds like he's gonna play I'm getting some positive vibes from the grapevine I'll put it that way you know we have a couple I'm getting a lot days. of negative vibes on editing on internet content a lot of typos and misspells and just like really where's the editing in this that's awful you can thank the internet bad. social media age for that, sir. Everybody's in a hurry. On to the Cardinals and Cowboys. Kyler will finish this season as somewhat of a disappointment. I know Josh and I were pretty damn high on him as a top five guy. If not, maybe the MVP, maybe the QB1. Whoa, whoa. I was never that high on him. What I, I mean, go, dial, roll it back to three week weeks, one, man. Three weeks Pre-season. in, you were like, three weeks in, you were like, let me drive that bandwagon. Prove it. Nonetheless, I, I, I know that there's a, literal proof of it. he is still quarterback <laughs> one and has really only had two disappointing starts all year long. He had a good day last week versus a great Colts defense. Uh, this week me? he gets another elite defense, Dallas. And Did you watch that game? Arlington. He looked terrible. He ended up with a decent fantasy day. So that's, that's all, all that matters really on this show. About. Yeah. Uh, but this week he gets another elite defense, Dallas, and the game is in Arlington. The game, the game has huge playoff implications for Arizona, while only the top team in the conference gets a first-round bye. Winning your division still gets you a first-round home playoff game. That is all to say both Dallas and Arizona have a lot at stake, and this will hopefully be an epic game. Kyler, while up against a red-hot defense, uh, Dallas defense, is a must-start, and quite frankly drink there aren't a ton of guys at least in my matchups that i feel that great about over kyler outside of stafford and josh allen which are both clear smash matchup plays in digging into the matchup research i found myself comparing the defenses first since both units are playing very well Uh, but i also saw similarities in kyler and dak dak is the qb 10 on the season kyler is qb 11 they're within five to six fantasy points of each other. However, Kyler is a QB three based on fantasy points per game instead of, of course, total points. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the defenses, Arizona ranks better in terms of yardage. Uh, but as we all know, Dallas leads the league in takeaways, and it ain't close. Actually, it is. That was kind of a lie. <laughs> Indy is like two turnovers, uh, two, two takeaways behind Dallas. Dallas yeah, dude, does, of surprisingly, course, that's it's amazing. Really, both teams just. That amount of turnover, uh, I'm sorry, again, takeaways is is really, I don't say historical because I'm sure there's been more, but ah, it's a ton of takeaways, man, for both Dallas and Indy. But a I lot of yards given up on both sides and with both teams too, though. More on a Dallas' lot. side. Right. But this is about Dallas and Arizona, so I digress. Yeah, we're talking uh, about Dallas and Indy too, but yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're right behind them in, in, in uh, takeaways. Uh Again, back to Dallas and Arizona and some of the similarities there in defense. Uh, both, teams are top, guys. both teams are top 10 with 39 and 37 sacks, respectively. Oh. 
G- given Arizona's struggles lately, and by struggles I mean three losses in a row, and how hot the Dallas defense is lately, I'll give the nod to Dak between the two quarterbacks in terms of star ratings, in terms of stars. For and sure. Kyler and Kyler is a low end QB one this week, so still a QB one, and probably might throw a pick or two versus his Dallas defense, but still three point seven five stars is a low end QB one. On to the running backs for the Cardinals. We'll get to Dax rating okay. in a second. Uh, Connor uh, has a heel injury. He did practice Thursday, so as of now, Thursday, he is trending in. Considering he missed last week, and it's an injury to his foot, meaning yeah. you know, I don't, I don't like running backs with injuries to their feet or legs. It's just the way I am. I mean, when you have bad wheels, that's that's really all there is to it. Once again, Chris, they're humans, not cars. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, la- uh, where was I? Or would it be more of a bicycle because there's only two legs, right? And two considering wheels. he missed last week and it's an injury to his lower body, I am guessing he won't be close to 100%, as close as you can get to 100% at this time of the season. Please understand that. That leaves Edmonds and Connor managers with a decision. My take is Edmonds will get the majority since he's more healthy, number one. He played great last week, number two. And number three, he is the preferred receiving back. Furthermore, if I expect Dak and the Dallas offense to play well versus the Cardinals' defense, which I do, more on that later, it would stand a reason that the Cardinals could be behind or in semi-comeback mode. And Edmonds is the guy on the field for that. I know I am beating a dead horse, but the Dallas defense is very good. During their current four-game win streak, the Dallas defense is averaging 81 rushing yards and 28 receiving yards to opposing running backs. Oh, and they are second best in fantasy points surrendered to running backs. I'm giving Edmonds a solid 2.75 stars as a fine flex play, a top 36 guy, and I'm benching James Conner. On to really the only two pass catchers we want to talk about here for the Cardinals. Christian Kirk is still the Arizona wide receiver you want with an average of nine targets per game over the last three weeks and a total of one touchdown. But it didn't amount to much last week. Kirk and Ertz are the only viable pass catching options. If I can talk, pass catching options. But I'm more inclined to lean on Ertz given his position scarcity and the fact mm-hmm. he he's led the team in targets the last two weeks with 24 targets. Dallas stacks up right in the middle, 16th and 17th versus fantasy wide receivers and fantasy tight ends. So right middle of the pack, right about the same, about identical there. I don't like Kirk on the outside versus a pallet versus the Dallas pass rush. Give me a moment. Meaning the Cardinals won't have time to throw to the outside like they would prefer. I know Kirk plays a lot of slot too, but still he's more quote outside than Ertz is. And Ertz seems to be Kyler's... Out, exactly. Yeah. You took the words right of mouth, especially with Kyler Beans being, uh, I'm sorry, with Ertz being Kyler's new whoopee or, you know, uh, security blanket as it was. I'm going to bench Kirk and give four stars to Ertz. On to the Dallas side of the ball. While the Cardinals rank fifth best in fantasy points given up to the quarterback position and sixth best in, sixth best in passing yardage surrendered, I have a ton and, and they have a ton of sacks and takeaways. They're giving up an average of two and a half passing touchdowns and 19.32 fantasy points over the last four weeks to the likes of Andy Dalton. Yes, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, 
and Carson Wentz. And remember, three losses in a row. Now couple that with Dak hopefully getting hot at the right time and that Dallas defense giving Dak more possessions. Dak is a top five quarterback this week. As far as I'm concerned, I'm giving him five Ooh. stars. I don't know about that, but okay. It's a little aggressive, but I also no, don't no, think no, anybody, no. I'm not gonna. I'm I don't gonna think anybody that. could really go before below like four two five or four and a half. Like, I don't think it's terribly aggressive. But onto the no, running backs, not enough to not enough just to take a just, stand. D- just a little bit of pushback, a little bit of disagreement. I don't hate that. Yeah. yeah. At this point, we basically know what Zeke and Pollard are. Zeke has lost a step or two. Zeke gets the goal line and short yardage work and the small majority of carries. Zeke is a better pass blocker. Zeke is a top 24 kind of guy with touchdown upside. Pollard will get the ball in space and is very efficient on the ground. Double-digit carries for Pollard usually means a double-digit fantasy point day, given he also sees the majority of targets out of the backfield. Pollard is more of a top 36 flex-worthy guy with upside also. Neither back did a ton in fantasy terms last week, but Zeke did score and Pollard is hopefully getting healthier Given that I expect Dallas to have some success through the air, I think there will be scoring opportunities for Dallas in the red zone, the place where Zeke gets the ball. Again, we know that they are more or less, again, we know what they are more or less. I'm going to give 3.25 stars to Zeke and 2.75 stars for Pollard, putting Zeke more solidly in the top 36 and putting Pollard more at the cusp of the top 36. I A little bit of fence writing there. I- I think you're kind of bearing the lead too. Is that Arizona's run defense, although it was like I mentioned in the Colts matchup earlier uh, with Jonathan Taylor, is that even though they gave up over 100 yards to Taylor, they prevented him from scoring last week, and they have been a top 10 fantasy or a top 10 defense against running backs. As far as like they're only allowing the 10th fewest fantasy points to running backs, so it's not a very good matchup. That's all I can give anybody. Or either one of these stars, guys. And though. your rating and your rating reflects that too. Oh, so I you're just, agreeing more or less with the rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just okay. trying to put some extra numbers and put some context onto head. it for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like like you say, you you more or less agree with the rating. I don't know. I'm not like I don't stars. even think I don't even think you're starting Tony Pollard. I don't think people I think Okay, other that than was the pushback having, I was gonna give is is, is other, I think other Tony than Pollard, having Tony Pollard on your dynasty team. I don't think anyone's starting Tony Pollard this week. I think he's injured. I think that Zeke is on the field just enough to really cut into his fantasy relevance. Yeah, can are you can Given Tony that Pollard we're rip a off lot a big of... play here? Wait, 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 wait. Can he rip mm-hmm. off a big play here and there? Yes, he can. And could he this week? Maybe. Probably not, though. I just I don't I think Tony Pollard is is an afterthought. And if you have Zeke, maybe you're starting him. Probably looking elsewhere is what I would say. I think on one hand, I didn't give anybody four stars. On the other hand, you make a good point about Pollard's, I guess, floor is the best way to put that. And the last statement I will say, I think you're... You said also, you don't like running, I think, you I think you're like over, running backs I think with, you're, with, with foot injuries. That's exactly what Pollard has. Yeah, but he's had it and he's played with it and he played okay. He's only, it's it's so. only his second week with it, though. This will be his third. Is it? In. I think so. I may be oh, wrong. Okay. Regardless, well, maybe we're splitting hairs there. I still I, think I, if they can limit him like they have been, he'll only get healthier. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is I think you're kind of selling how bad the Arizona rush defense has been playing lately. That hasn't been eh, very good. It hasn't been awful either. 
onto the pass catcher, or at least the receivers. Let me put it that's that the way. one that everyone cares about. And who cares about the Dallas running game? A lot of people are trying to figure I'm, out. I, I'm talking for myself. I'm talking for myself. Okay. On to the receivers. <laughs> Michael Gallup was a solid fantasy option for about a four-week stretch when the team was airing it out more and being a little bit more aggressive. Now, with the defense getting healthier with the likes of Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory joining the fun, Dallas Gregory. has been less inclined to be aggressive on offense because they don't have to. And Gallup yeah. has seen his targets climbed to the point he's really kind of not usable. So I'm getting him out of the way early, and I'm going to bench Michael Gallup. Amari finally turned around and had a nice day, catching seven of his 11 targets for 85 yards and a score. But prior to that, had scored over seven fantasy points only once since week nine. Seed hasn't been yeah. much better recently, including last week. As mentioned but, previously in the matchup, the Cardinals are struggling on defense and have a three-game losing streak to show for it. They have also given up multiple scores to receivers in each of those three games. I will give the nod to Mari as a top 24 kind of guy, a wide receiver three. That doesn't make sense. Why would I say five stars after that? That's dumb. I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You're saying he's a top 24, but then you're saying he's a wide receiver three. I'm going to give and... 3.25 stars to Amari. That was a complete typo. No, yeah, I'm no, I'm getting him in the top 24 ish. Uh, with okay. 3.25 stars. If he's top 24, he's also top 36 as well, <laughs> technically. <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. No, yeah, there was an error there with saying top twenty-four. Oh, I got you. I got three. you. Keep going because I have a question. He for is you, a wide receiver too. He's a top twenty-four guy, and he's getting three point two five stars. CD is a fine flex option with upside. I'll give him three stars. On uh, wow, you're speaking of star okay. speaking of stars, Dalton Schultz has been the real star of the show last the last two weeks after struggling in weeks thirteen and fourteen. Schultz has come on as a focal point of the Dallas passing game. He has averaged eight receptions, 74.5 yards, and one touchdown per game over the last two weeks, helping him to reach tight end four on the season. The Cardinals are, however, second best giving up fantasy points to tight ends. But they haven't played any good tight ends all year. Like, seriously, man. Like, the only go-down has been Kittle, and he scored 17 fantasy points. So, yeah. Dude, you, Schultz you remember, will be like fine. He's a tight end one four stars and that sir is into my matchups okay interject now. two questions <laughs> one is actually relevant to the conversation the first one though that is not very relevant remember what like four or five years ago when the cardinals were like you were looking like three it's weeks like, it's at least out. two or three years in a row is at least two in a row they were just you target him every time for your epically terrible. Season. Like, like it was, it was a smash start who at whatever tight end was playing the cardinals that week was a top like eight tight end, not even top like twelve, top eight. Like well, I think guaranteed they, I think, like ten point fantasy point. I think they had a coaching change, and they in that time I think they also drafted Hassan Reddick. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the Buda only Baker difference. was in there as well in that draft too. Since then, I thought he'd been yeah. around a couple more years than Hassan. It's, for, it's Buddha's fourth year, so that would well, that be would, like. Well, Buddha was there when they like were bad. Right then. before, or I think Buddha was hurt. I think Buddha was hurt early on in his rookie year. Anyway, that feels uh, right. So my my yeah. my real relevant question is because you said that um, it was something along the lines of Cooper uh, Cooper Cup Amari Cooper hasn't had more than nine fantasy points since you said week nine eight, right? Amari turned something around, like had a nice day, caught seven, blah blah blah. But prior to that, he had scored. Over seven fantasy points only once 
since week nine. So he has done it once. But has he been injured in that point? Did he miss games in? in, I think I would have mentioned that otherwise. Uh, I thought he was, but maybe I'm wrong. That's why I was like, well, earlier. Okay, okay, my bad. But I can. I can. Let's keep. Let's keep going, man. Wait, we. We're on the home stretch. Home stretch. I got back-to-back matchups here, so it's a lot of listening to Josh do this. Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Oh, Alvin Kamara. Okay, cool. But before we get to him, let's just go through um, just a little bit of news. Sam Donald's going to get the starting, the the nod over Cam Newton this week, which isn't saying much considering Cam Newton has gone 0-1-5 since joining the Panthers and getting the starting role. Um, this team is bad. At one point in the beginning of the season, Chris, do you remember when Sam Donald was actually playing decent but turning the ball over? Well, he stopped playing decent and he kept turning the, <laughs> ball, over. Turning the ball over. And then yeah. he got injured. And then CMC got injured again. And then, uh, yeah, it's just this team is this team has been really banged. Like, and even on the defensive side of the ball, this team has been really banged up. Maybe that's going to be enough to save their coach's job. Uh, who was it? Who was mm. it? Um, crap, I can't remember. Um, Say it again. Who's coach? Their head coach, the Panthers' head coach, um, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. It, it might be enough to save his job. They already fired their offensive coordinator. I think it'll be fine. I think, be fine. I think outside of what he tried so to do, see, at I want to see one more year with Matt Rule with them. They need to make a big push for a f- free agent quarterback or a trade of. Oh, absolutely! Um, if he doesn't do something at the quarterback position, out you know anything, almost <laughs> I say anything, almost anything different than Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, you will probably win like one or two more games and be like save. Yeah, job. I think they like, gave up a second for Sam Darnold, and that was a mistake. It looked okay at, at, at first, sure and then it's not. Let's move on to it. DJ Moore yep. here. Um, two and a half stars for him. This is based on Sam Darnold starting again. The last time these teams faced way back in week two, DJ Moore had eight receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. That was when Sam Darnold was producing. Please try and look elsewhere. I'm also pretty sure that Marshawn Lattimore did not start for the Saints that that we already. I don't even think he played for the Saints secondary that week. So yeah, uh, let's move on to Taysom Hill. I, he was can, been can activated I give off you the... a quick. Can I give you a quick asking for a friend in terms of? Uh, no, let's go to the end. Just gonna, okay, just hold right. on a second. Taysom Hill, um, he's been activated off the COVID list outside of a two quarterback league or a desperation dynasty play. Looking at you, Keith. Um, you're not starting Taysom. Uh, oh, uh, maybe in daily fantasy as well, but you know, yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara, five stars. But Josh. Uh, Wow. Didn't didn't uh, Camaro only score five fantasy points the last time these two teams met? Uh, well, and that was back in week two when Jameis Winston threw two interceptions and Carolina run defense was actually really good. Through yes, the was. first eight through week eight, the Panthers rushing defense was giving up only a hundred a hundred and six point seven five rushing yards per game. And that was mainly buoyed by the two hundred and forty five rushing yard game that the Cowboys put up in week four. I mean, seriously, mm. it really brought those numbers up. Since then, though, they're giving up 131.86 rushing yards per game. That's just rushing. That's not even counting the receiving that Kamara could easily get in this game. I know Taysom Hill isn't a one to necessarily like toss to the running back. Right, but, but without... he's still a handful of targets, I feel like. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's just not a lot of pass catch like pass catchers of note for the for the Saints outside of Camara. So yeah, unfortunately for me personally in Dynasty Championship, I think Camara should have a pretty great game here. So once again, five stars for him. I'm sorry, you're asking for a friend, sir. Asking for a friend, which is you, DJ Moore. Uh, I'm sorry, pick two. DJ Moore, Alan Lazard, Michael Gallup. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. Sorry, it's the only thing I have to play for. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> dynasty. I, I mean, my thing. friend. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. Just uh, Lazard. But also, yeah. It's ugly. I know. That's why I brought it up because I, I also and think maybe, DJ Moore. Go ahead. Maybe DJ Moore. Really? Okay. I guess. I don't. I don't have a very good answer. That's why I asked you. Um. I just think DJ Moore is a polarizing figure in the last, I don't know, four or five weeks. It's like, man, what happened? I used to have a startable. Four or five? Season. You mean like the last like eight? It's been that good, that long since he's been good? Pretty much. Four or five would be the start of the Cam Winston. Uh, no, he scored rating. nine point. No, he scored eight last week, 9.8 the week before that, 11.4 the week before that. That's actually not bad. <laughs> That's, That's actually not good at. either. It is in this league, as you know. Uh, considering what you were expecting out of him, that's not very good. When you put it in the context of... Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, it was it was, it was was hot stuff. The, going back to the Darnold point. That, I think was a hot a potato direct, at first. Yeah, I think I it's it. a direct correlation between Darnold throwing reasonably well and the offense running on, I guess you could say, all cylinders at the time, and that was short-lived. I think the Panthers, like, like the Washington football team and... Um, the the Browns there for a little bit too. The Jets mm. at, at points um, are just like two are just some teams that are just just de- absolutely decimated with injuries. Like just both sides of the ball, top to bottom, left and right, just injury, 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 just plagued with them. Uh, let's move along to the, the the Sunday night matchup here. And once again, you can find the Monday night matchup on, on our Sunday stream. Um, we like to hold it back. A, it takes a little bit of work off of us, but it also gets people to maybe gets you to maybe tune into the Sunday morning stream. You know, 10 a.m. Central Time. We don't know where you live. We do, but we, we pretend that we don't. Um, so you do the math. You do the math. <laughs> um, uh, let's move on to the Kirk Cousins here. I don't know what it is about Cousins, but I like him this week, Chris. I really do. I'm going to give him four and a quarter stars. That's it. Uh, let's move along wow. to Adam Thielen here. No, no, I, I actually have something out. More things right. Last two times well, these teams met, which was in week 11, Cousins racked up 25.2 uh, fantasy points. Yeah, Cousins has been a bit disappointing as of late, but he's averaged 14.9 fantasy points for the last three weeks. That's no reason he can't bounce back from there. Yeah, Thielen's done for the season, but he's still got his wide receiver one in Jefferson. Let's keep rolling here because on to those wide receivers here in a second. Well, whatever. Uh, do you know what happens when Dalvin Cook misses the game, Chris? He comes back and Dalvin smash. And week eleven, after um, and week eleven, Cook had over a hundred yards from scrimmage and one touchdown against the Packers early on the season. He did miss a game and he came back with like a four point four um point game. I think he was still injured because he missed the next week. Again, but then after that, he came back in like a 25-point game. Like, usually when Dalvin Cook comes back from an injury, 
he's trying to for some reason it's like he goes up to uh mike zimmer he's like dude i need to make up for last time on the stat well, line they and, also and, have an and amazing mike like, okay whatever we're like we'll just give you the ball like 35 times they i don't care as long as you're backup. producing and then he goes out there and he yeah. bends that team over his knee and spanks <laughs> him to no end no sexuality involved just punishment uh, Adam Thielen, as I said, he is done for the year with um, an ankle injury. They put him on season-ending IR. Yeah. Um, I know that the Vikings maybe have some sort of outside chance of making the playoffs, but yeah, Thielen ain't going to... Sounds like he's not coming back. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm going to give him three and three-quarter stars. Uh, Cousins, he's in the middle of a three-week dip in fantasy production, yep. uh, apparently, which apparently has not helped Justin Jefferson. Chris, I, I used to work with a guy... His name also happened to be Jefferson. I also He's think a, Thiel, I also think Thielen's absence has hurt Jefferson, but continue. Yeah. I used to work with a Jefferson. It was not Justin Jefferson. His name was Jefferson. Um, he was a great First cook. name? First name was Jefferson? First name. Love it. But I like as it. I was writing this up, it made me think of Jefferson. I'm not going to say his last name here. Just to, But he always, no, every time fine. he would take a drink, he would do this, you know? And it never annoyed me, but we would sometimes make fun of him. For it, like behind his back, and like a, sometimes like right in front of him too. I would like literally like Jefferson staying off to my left to be like, it's and he would just wouldn't even notice it. Why is your noise canceling? Is is it picking? It's not picking you up for some reason. Let me try. I, I was afraid doing. of that when I wrote this. Are you doing? Are you doing, doing a? I don't think it's yeah, picking see, mine it, up it, either. It, it didn't pick yours <laughs> up either. Sorry, folks. We have I have like a furnace over here. I have to have noise cancellation. Anyway, Josh so, has you know, neighbors. You know, like Let's the, continue. You know, like the lip smacking. Yeah. You know, like commercial. Like ah, you, know, you, you didn't yeah. hear it again. <laughs> but yeah, like that's what Jefferson would do every single time. Uh, great guys. Like seriously, super nice guy. I really like Jefferson. He's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Huge. More book than movie. And by the way, Nerd. Chris, those books <laughs> suck. Those books are boring. I'm not going to say I'm the best reader or the most non-lazy person in the world, but I had absolutely no desire to read those stories because of similar analysis that you just gave me. People were like, they're nah, so man, boring. It's, it, it's not they're so, kind. so boring. <laughs> they're too long. And there's so much. They're not really not that long. Action. Really? Oh, okay. Like, I just feel like there wasn't pages? enough action or something. Four or five hundred pages. A lot of dialogue, too much dialogue. Let me put it that way. Is the too much description, not enough, not enough anything. But it's the like dude a, it's like a, but the dude created an amazing world. He really did. Yeah, it's like an Arthur C. Clarke book. It's just a lot of stuff, hat like a, a lot of like big ideas, but not a lot of. Anyways, it's like um, being behind the scenes of a dungeon master making a new world. Yeah. Like, anyways, like, okay. So let's I'd move along just, here. Uh, let's move back to the Jefferson. Though Jefferson. Oh, we're not done yet. My bad. I'm He's sorry. probably <laughs> going to see Jair Alexander, um, who is ter- currently questionable. It'd be a lot better if he saw the other guy, the other corner for the Packers. Um, for sure. Kevin King, yeah, I had to look it up when I wrote the notes. Um, Kevin King is actually PFF's number 38-ranked quarterback. But according to some Packer fans I know, and I've actually seen this too, is that Kevin King can be a little bit of a liability. So hopefully Justin Jefferson gets him and not Jair Alexander. And like a liability, that's that's me. I'm the Kevin King of the show. Um, let's move on to KJ Osborne here. <laughs> uh, Chris, should Thielen managers uh, lean on KJ Osborne in this one? 
No, not the not not the not the Osborne and of. Uh, I don't know. Osborne I feel like the Packers the aren't so great at rushing defense, but they excel at passing defense. So no, I'm not inclined to pick up the second or third passing option yeah. for the Vikings. Uh, Osborne's been kind of touchdown dependent. He does have three three uh, touchdowns plays, out of sure. the last four games. So yeah. I guess like maybe three stars, maybe. Eh. Listen to the inflection of my voice. Would you flex him? Would you start maybe. him in your flex? Really? Depends on what my lineup was. Meaning, you said it when you started. You said if you're a Thielen manager, hurting, flex worthy. Uh, back to your uh, asking for a friend. I was just uh, gonna say <laughs> Osborne over who was well, who was the option? Lazard, Lazard, and DJ Moore. Gallup, Gallup was the other one. Gallup, Lazard, and DJ Moore, and KJ Osborne. I would go Osborne and Lazard. Oh. Yep, it makes me sick too. Over Aaron Gallup Rogers, and DJ Moore? Five stars. Aaron Rodgers has four games, four games under 20 points this season. And he missed a game too. So, you know, that's technically five, but uh, only four. Yeah. Four that he's played in. The last time these teams met, these teams tangled, Rodgers had his best fantasy game of the year, which wow. was 33.5 points. Why is he behind Justin Herbert, who has Five games under 20 points because Herbie also has a 40 point game and two 30 point games as well. Herbie's just been balling. Uh, let's move on to Aaron Jones here. Yep, uh, yep. AJ Dillon is getting just enough work to take a meaningful cut out of Aaron Jones's fantasy value. Jones wasn't available in the last game versus Minnesota. The Vikings are giving up the 10th most um, points to running backs at 18.9 points per game. So there's there's points available here. I just wouldn't expect the moon from Aaron Jones this week. So I'm going to give him three and a half stars. AJ Dillon, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to him with two stars. Like I said, he's getting a meaningful cut out of Aaron Jones, but it's enough to bring Aaron Jones from like, oh, you know, maybe he could be a running back one to he's definitely in your RB2 category this week. Okay. Um, and AJ Dillon, I gave him two stars. Like he's flex at best. And that's more of a, desperation flex you know and Devonte adams of course is getting the five stars uh because aaron Rodgers is getting the five stars if aaron Rodgers is going to score 20 plus points you better believe that Devonte adams is going to be in on that um oh yeah alan lazard and mvs if mvs plays yeah i'm giving them both like two and a half like i really what would is, prefer not to MVS's lean on them deal but... right now what is MVS's deal? I don't even know. I don't know. He's not the greatest wide receiver in the world. No, I mean, like, is he hurt? You said if he plays. Yeah, he's been kind of in and out of practices. I know he has been playing, but um, I would prefer to start Lazard over him. So I'm going to give, like, Lazard, I guess, a, a nice three stars. It seems like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has gone to bat for him in the past. And actually, there's... Something... There's maybe a bit of a bromance or something going on between these two. Like Lazard I mean, or Scantling? Lazard. Devontae yeah. Adams is Aaron Rodgers' man, but like Lazard is out there, and if he's out there, he's getting targeted. So, yeah. I mean, you can't deny that. Okay. I yeah. Hear um, Chris, this show has been going on for forever. Um, let's, uh, let, let, let's call it a day. Cool. Well, let's end it on a positive note. Folks, tune in next week. For a end of season recap. Probably a, part one of two or three. 
an off-season primer will give you a really good idea of what we're going to approach the off-season with. Um, we don't know and, yet. You know, have a good time. Put a put a pin on the season. But yes, this is otherwise this is the last really actionable show we're doing for the it's year. Your, it's your fantasy championship. You shouldn't be playing yeah, in the last week of, of, of the season. Although, if there was ever a year where teams like, what team is going sit, to start sitting players this week or next week? I don't think any of them. You know, um, having said that, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think I came up upon But any... this is a this is a rare like we also didn't know like that's why with our friends with benefit yeah. league it ended in week after week 16 week because who who knows i didn't know what was going to go on this year i didn't mm-hmm. expect that there was going to be a level of mediocrity that struck every single team at one point in the season seriously even the and best you know what? teams a giant have... blanket of covid on top of all that john oh yeah all right, so you can tune in to our Sunday morning stream, which Wind is on down. YouTube, of course. Um, if you're listening to us on podcast format, you can check us out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search it for Amazing Fantasy Football. That's where you'll see my ugly mug and Chris's whatever you want to call his face over there. Um, I mean, that's that's objective, subjective. We'll, we'll figure that out one of these days. Anyways, um, sure. Um, we... Have been amazing fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. We wish you all the best of luck for your finals this week. If you are in the finals, hopefully we, helped you, hopefully we helped you get there. Um, please stay tuned for the off season. We will have content coming out, whether it be streaming or it being player videos or whatever. We will be having content coming out at least on a semi-regular basis, or we will try. There will be breaks in there because it's the off season, but we will continue to have content coming out. So please right here on YouTube, keep subscribe. tuning in. If you're listening to us in podcast format, that's probably going to fall off a little bit. Maybe we'll try and focus on getting some podcast format out, some stuff out. Uh, maybe one of us focuses on, on audio and the other one focuses on video. We don't know yet. We're going to fight it out on uh, um, off camera. You, you don't really want to <laughs> see that. I mean, there's a lot of swearing at each other, a lot of name calling. There um, usually, usually is anyway, so it's okay. Chris called me <laughs> Kelly once. It was weird. Um, it's not even his wife's name. He's also done that before too. What? Um, it was it was <laughs> odd. It was it was awkward for both of us. Anyways, good. Best of luck to all of you this week. Best of luck to all of you in your finals. Thank you for checking us out. We love you all. Have a good night, day, whenever you're listening to this. Hasta luego.